Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 2, Episode 33. We're cruising right along through this trashy-ass wonderland of wonderful, uh, bad movies. And today we got Elves from 1989, directed by Jeffrey Mandel. I'm Joel Scola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor Fuck Nazis McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. You created your own perfect genetic line. And used your daughter to give birth to a race of army elves? The Fourth Reich? You demented, perverted son of a bitch, you make me sick. Yeah, Connor, you say fuck Nazis. I think this was actually directed by Mandel. Uh, wasn't that that guy's name from the Nazis? That fucking, that wacko scientist? Mangala? Mangala, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mangala, I think that's who directed this film. <laughs> Look, the Nazis in this movie are the ones that Nazis don't even want to hang out with. We have to bring back the Elfenhaufen, the Elfenbraufen. They're fucking, like, of all the stupid shit that Nazis have ever been into in fiction and reality, like, these guys are on the bottom of the totem pole, like, we want to make elves, and everyone's like, oh, God, these guys? Like, even the Nazis were like, uh, I don't know, dude, like, we're trying to bring back corpses and stuff, but the elves? Hitler's building a nuclear cannon, you want to get elves? We're trying to land on the moon, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> but we're not talking about, like... Santa's fucking elves or, you know, Legolas from Lord of the Rings or anything. No. These are just like, they repeatedly refer to them as trolls in this film, and that's kind of a little bit more accurate. Ninja trolls. Yeah, well, what yes. the fuck? <laughs> Do they have bandanas? Did I miss that? We have some weird correlations to the Bible going on that doesn't really make any sense, but apparently elves are the little creeping things. It could be bugs or lizards, but um, they're elves. Let me tell all of you that I watched this movie three times <laughs> uh, in the course of this week. And the first time, uh, I was bored to death because this movie spends a long time doing trivial things. The second and third time were just, it was, I felt my sanity degrading over time. <laughs> oh, man. This is a, this is a, uh, a yearly watch, man. <laughs> Fucking, you see that, you, you see that AIP logo come up, you know, you're, you know, you're in for a great time. I'm glad to have a three-year surplus then. Great is maybe not the word I would use. Uh, yeah, I think I put it on last year at uh, the Christmas party, and uh, <laughs> yeah. everybody was like, we watched this last year, goddammit. I'm like, no, we didn't. And then everybody fell asleep. Yeah, Jed, yeah. They're pretty much uh, spot on there with that one. Yeah, I think I think that was, yeah. I made a room full of people watch Old Boy, and the reactions afterwards were priceless. <laughs> I think someone was like, you're not allowed to pick movies anymore. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> well, guess what? You come to my fucking house for Christmas, you're watching Elves. But we're also watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, and we're yeah, watching, yeah. you know, we're watching Christmas Evil, and we're watching all kinds of good stuff. The first scene of Santa's sleigh. We're watching Tales from the Crypt and all through the house. You know, we got some, we got some good ones in there. Um, we're definitely not watching Home Alone four, five, or six if there is one. We don't want any Marvs or Malcolm McDowells in here. I don't know what you're talking about. Those movies aren't real. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out of limb here and say that this film is about five times better than Home Alone four. I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're comparing a pile of shit to something that resembles a pile of shit. It might not be a pile of shit, but it might resemble one. Oh, there's this. There's some shit on this for sure. It's like comparing a pile of shit to something that also smells bad, but for different reasons. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like a durian. <laughs> 
You're like, I'd really prefer neither of these. Um, this film is so fucking strange. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a word to use. <laughs> AIP usually has like is known for like its low budget action movie, right? Okay, okay. So when you w- then we get weird movies like this, where it's like, you know, supernatural elves with Dan Haggerty and Nazis. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so so let's uh, let's crunch this real quick. So um, it's Christmas Eve, or no, it's a few days before Christmas Eve, and um, young um, Kirsten is having weird dreams about um, naked women and uh, occult symbols and and uh, things of the like, and she is. We've come to find out that she is the secular person who needs to mate with a supernatural entity known as an elf to bring about the master race. My head hurts. Yeah. You know what we were missing during this film? We were missing a T-800 leaning behind the, the, looking back in the side of a car saying, you need to mate. Arnold says, like, take off your clothes now. You got to fuck the little elf man. You need to make the Aryans take off your clothes. Yeah, you say take off your clothes. We know who's showing up any moment if they hear that shit. Oh, man. She just, like, flies across the, like, the fucking night sky <laughs> across the moon. Like E.T.? Yes. Teleports in or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> take them off, you! The ground starts shaking. You just see a reverberation. A fucking portal opens. John Hurt kicks her out of the fucking car, wheelchair first. <laughs> she fucking loves it, though. Um. Yeah, so, like Joe said, or, or aptly put it, uh, this is a movie about a troll trying to fuck some girl, and, uh, you know what, we, that doesn't even do it justice, it is trying to rape her, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it now, this little creepy creature is crawling up on her, trying to get inside her, and I'm not, I'm, it's making me uncomfortable. The motives of this thing is very strange, like, its sole purpose is to mate with this girl, to bring about the master race for the Nazis. To create the Antichrist. Well, then it changes to the Antichrist at one point. This is so many stupid means to an end. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like... Too many steps. This is one of those movies that is just, like, kind of hard to even explain after, like, you know, like Connor said, watching it three times. You You can't crunch it real well, except that, you know, you just say Nazi elves try to impregnate said girl to bring about the Master Race, and Dan Haggerty has to stop them. But, like... Dan Haggerty, Mall Santa, who never wears a fucking costume. Oh, actually, I think he does one scene. One scene, and then, he, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, it's just like, this elf is all over the place, right? It could probably do what it needs to do in the first five minutes of this fucking movie. Right, right. But it, then it just, like, decides to do random bullshit. It also just fucks off for 25 minutes at a time. It just fucks off and, like, goes, I don't know where. And also, <laughs> this movie's called Elves plural (laughs) we were talking about that before the recording a little yeah there is one single elf in this what one little pitter-pattered foot elf who loves walking backwards um who you only see from the to the chest up or the ankles down yeah by the way just still just to paint more of a picture for you guys at home who maybe not have uh seen this film yeah, this thing is short. It's it's like what? It's kind of in that vein like Santa's elves. It's like maybe three foot tall. I believe this movie told me, grand total, probably about 33 times between all three <laughs> viewings, it's about two feet tall. <laughs> okay. It's about two feet tall. And it was... I'm telling you, I saw a two foot tall troll. Look, I'm telling you, it was a troll. That's what it was. Well, this fucking troll is green with this like... <laughs> 
It's like Jason Voorhees from the end of one face this thing has. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's but it's got an expression like Rawhead, where it's just got it this like yeah. perpetually derpy open mouth. Oh, it's right. locked in. Yep. That fucking mouth never closes. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> You you don't want to shoot it from the side, put it that way. It look it looks like if Jerry Seinfeld got thrown into a barrel of toxic waste. <laughs> he d- this is his version of the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah. He comes out looking like a fucking Elvie shrinks. He loses his jokes. What's the deal with Noah's Ark? I, I'm still not sure, honestly. <laughs> and then RoboCop runs him over and he explodes. Oh, yeah, he gets he gets run right the fuck down. Yeah, so you guys want to get into this? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, see what we can see here? After hearing all that, you might be surprised to learn that this movie opens with a very calm and serene... Uh, you know, panning of a family room with Christmas decorations. You get the tree, Mm -hmm. the warm fireplace, the Christmas ornaments on the tree. Uh, it's really uh, not painting a picture of this film, but that's what they decided to open with. Oh, well, we're getting spooky because one of those ornaments falls off and breaks. And then we're treated... (laughs) Foreshadowing! And then we're treated to the, the, uh, the title of the film in Ariel Black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we we cut to the forest, which is going to become important later. It's it's. I'm going to say it now. This is the fucking the the titular dark forest. Yes. Because as this movie progresses and this forest becomes more of a location, uh, I I'm not going to say I thought I was watching dark forest because as we noted in that episode, it's the most well lit forest in the world. But this is definitely like home sweet home at some points where it's just like the longer the movie goes on, the less you can see. Uh, this is one of those things where like, Sean, you mentioned the runestone before. Um, We're talking about Nazis having a magical place in the woods. Right. Why is it in America? <laughs> where are we? Fucking Iowa or some shit? Yeah. Also, why is it like right around the corner in the middle of suburbia? No, she can literally walk there. We run there later in about yeah. five minutes. Yeah. So it's like right down the street. Um, and and I, coming back to the runestone, like the fucking Vikings brought the runestone to America and like buried it. You know what right. I mean? Like, what are we yeah. doing? Why are all these supernatural? Yeah, they don't. They don't even give you that. They don't give that kind of explanation no. where you can kind of wrap your head around it a little bit. It's just like, uh, you know, we're gonna over-explain this uh, incest fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. superhuman gene plot, but we're never gonna actually explain how we came to, you know, come to this location to create this elf. No, and we're gonna introduce multiple characters, then just have one scene and then disappear. He's a good spot. Perfect. Um, so our main. Our main character, uh, Kirsten, who looks like she's about fucking 30, and she's supposed to be, what, 17? <laughs> yeah, 18, 17. She also looks like she does ludes as well as the girl from uh, uh, Ghost Shark. Oh, she's going oh to sleep, God. man, in between takes. <laughs> she's very, like, talk. she talks like this. Oh, oh man. It's just such a drag. I drew this picture from my dream with this girl who has who clearly has swastikas on her boobs. It's my Art Deco boobs. She's got giant bobos. <laughs> oh man, Norm's there with the elf. Oh no. He's poking his head up. He's right around the corner. He's like, "Ah, this fucking guy again. I'll come back after Christmas." You think they duke it out him and the elf? I feel like he would decimate this elf easily. He would fucking kick this little thing's ass. <laughs> yeah. He would fucking punch it into oblivion, right? Yeah. I think so. I, they needed Norm in this film. Yeah. Uh, this girl, Kristen, Kirsten, excuse me, um, she's with her two friends, Amy and Brooke, and these have to be some of the most annoying characters I've seen in a horror movie in a long-ass time. <laughs> they they yeah. really are. They're pretty bad. Uh, Kirsten is not... You know, they, they try to make her 
sympathetic throughout the film, but she does a lot of stuff in this movie that kind of loses brownie points for me. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that as we continue talking about the film. But her two friends, I get that this is maybe what some teenagers talk about. And hey, even some people in their 30s. But they are just constantly talking about this guy's dick they want to fuck yeah. for like five minutes. But not really want to fuck him. Well, the one of them does. Yeah. Well, the other one's fucking gung-ho and the other two are just, I don't know what their, I don't know what their game is here. I, I guess the other one fucked him because she's talking about, whoa, is his dick really that long? Yeah, it's that long. Question wow. mark. We'll get to that. I would we'll say get... they, they talk about it enough to come up with nursery rhymes about someone's penis. So, I mean, like. Is that all you do? Come on. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey Mendel, I'm pretty sure that's not what teenage girls talk about all the time it did remind me of like how people talked in troll too where it's like people don't talk like that i don't think you know how people really talk <laughs> there is some fucking ace dialogue in this though yeah dan Haggerty. i swear to god when we get to him that guy was dropping ad lib after ad lib he's my fucking favorite thing about this film i mean he yeah, kind of no, saves same. it really at, at the end of the day um so so they're they're out in the woods doing fucking naughty shit and she's talking about this picture she drew from her dream and, you know, they somehow, some way, she cuts her fucking hand. She's, they're having, like, a seance, and they're, like, they, she, like, calls them, they, like, call themselves the Sisterhood of Anti-Christmas or some shit. All right, I, yeah. I rolled my eyes and groaned. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, we're against commercialism of the Christmas whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in the middle of the woods? Right. I'm like, I'm sitting there saying, yeah, okay, you know, I agree with that, but uh, sure. why are you in the woods? With a candle. Doing a ceremony of nothing. And your grandpa's book that you just kind of took without asking with this picture you drew from a fucking dream? Yeah, but not only that, but, like, she doesn't even read the book. They're just there with it. Now, also, m mind you this picture, just just one more note about it. Around this fucking the bobos on this woman, <laughs> uh, she has, like, these black bars kind of, like, uh, that, that are parallel to each other. You almost gotta kind of have to see it to see what I'm talking about, but it'll make sense later. She calls them Art Deco boobs. Sure. She's like, I, I drew that from my mind. And I'm like, you just drew some lines over the picture that you drew. <laughs> it's modern art. It's modern. <laughs> it's like parallel, uh, you know, vertical lines and horizontal lines kind of like framing each boob, if you can picture it. Um, so they're having this, they're having uh, some kind of ritual or whatever, but not really. They're just kind of all sitting around holding a candle talking about the fuck, like reciting it. She's like, oh, what is this, a script? And I'm like, oh, shit. Daniel Bolden was, was fucking came around here. He <laughs> Handed that shit right to her. Yeah, he's behind a tree. Uh, it's very low energy for a seance, too. They're just like, yeah, when the sisters of anti-Christmas. Yeah. Hey. Uh, we're against commercialism and um, Coca the Coca-Cola company and um, talking polar bears. What do we do next? I don't know. I'm bored. Let's leave. I don't know. Let's squeeze this candle and have it break in my hand and cut it? <laughs> yeah. What happens? Right. Yeah, okay. That's how she cuts her hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, of course, it spills on the ground. Yeah, and uh, over the ex <laughs> over the exact spot. Yeah, where the fucking elf is supposed to be. I don't know what in the ground. He's like fucking Urukai under there. <laughs> Cosmic odds. What is he? A fucking Cyberman? You just like drop them in the ground and they start growing? I guess so. He's he's like fucking like Ernest Scared Stupid. Each one of these has 500 power level. You gotta water them. The, the Brussels sprout drops off the fucking tree, and Trantor watches that shit grow into a, f I don't know what, an elf, I guess, this time. Yeah, I could picture it. Harry Potter's over there trying to fucking get out of Dodge. <laughs> Not the Harry Potter you're thinking of, folks. No. No, it's Harry Potter Jr. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe he is. I don't know. This is the MDU. 
Oh, yeah, I think we talked about this once. I, I, I would have to go back and listen to an old episode, but I feel like this has come up before. Noah Hathaway's there. He's like, oh, it's tr- it's a troll. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really scared. This troll starts pulsating in the ground, and you don't know what it is yet, but it's kind of like if you're watching the movie, you have an idea. Well, it better be the titular elves, right? I think, actually, you know what? I take my words back a little on that because the fucking hand pops out of the ground. <laughs> The hand that, like, doesn't move right, it's, like, all fucked right. up. Okay, l- nothing on this thing moves right, okay? Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> it's like it's like it was static, and then they tried to put animatronics in it? It moves like a rock'em sock'em robot. Like, it's just all rigid, straight, linear movements all the time. I feel bad for the people who created this thing, because, like, it's kind of a cool concept, but it, it, you, it obviously... They didn't have enough time to really make this. I mean, they only have one fucking elf in this, for Christ's sake, so. Yeah. And they didn't bother trying to make it seem like there were multiple. Probably no. because this thing's hard to use. Not at all. They're like, fuck that. We only got so much time. We called it elves. I don't care. <laughs> they definitely rely on, like, three or four locations, so. I, for I'm sure. Take a shot in the dark and say this was a pretty cheaply made film. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. It's AIP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so she goes home. And uh, she has the book, and she's trying to, like, be sneaky about getting it back in her grandpa's room. But he kind of catches her doing the act. And this this guy's fucking heartless. Oh, he fucking double taps right in the face. He's like, that that was for taking my book. And that, the second one, was for the lie you were about to tell. Look, Grandpa Van Damme is a sad old man. <laughs> All right? His, his, his lady left him for a dancing old bald man. There has never been truer yeah. words. This man is disgusting. You think that's what happened? He went down the beat the wrong path, right? After that happened? Yep. I mean, if, if we think of the actual version of GVD from Bleeders, she was working with those fucking cannibal incest fucking creatures. Oh, this is the family business. Oh, like- yeah, for sure. <laughs> it totally makes sense. Now, and people are at home are laughing. They're like, oh, yeah, like, like Granny Van Damme. It's like, no, man. Not only... Is Granny Van Dam catering to the Van Dam family, the the ancestral disgusting creatures that live under the fucking island? But now we have ancestral Grandpa Van Dam. Yeah, yep. see, creating other little creatures, much like the Van Dams when they were fucking. The ground was pulsating, so it's uh, true. Who, who's to say they weren't doing that under that elf when it popped out? Elfin Hooten. Every uh, there's a lot of things with the word elf attached to them in this <laughs> film. By the way, that just. Uh, didn't need to happen. I don't speak German, so I don't know if there's any credence to any of these isms that they're saying. Right. I took two years of German, and I'm I'm terrible at it, so. Me, well, I don't know what hooten means. Elfen hooten. Hooten and hollering, Joe. Come on. I, I don't know. I don't, the elf knock. The elf mocked. He doesn't even say that. <laughs> he calls it elfen hoot. The elf stone. You know, I think I, I think Norm really is going to show up at some point. It's, it's, I hope so. It's Gnome, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Grandpa Van Damme slaps uh, Kirsten. He's like, why'd you take my book? Ah, I copy a Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Bring that back. It's illegal. Uh, he spends most of the movie in this like hunched over, painful look on his face. like Almost like Robin Williams' pirate face and hook. Kinda, yeah, when you put it that way. <laughs> it just looks perpetually uncomfortable. Whether it's just from like... Him being mad about something or, or being distressed is kind of always the same face. Oh, yeah. And then we're introduced to uh, Deanna Lund uh, as the mother. Oh, Jesus, this woman is evil. A.K.A. the actual worst character in this film. Uh, yeah. Somehow this... worse than the fucking Nazis, if you can believe it. Uh, just real quick, Deanna Lund was on like a, a bunch of um, 
TV shows, like in the 60s and 70s. She was on, like, uh, The Land of the Giants. Um, she was on a couple episodes of The Incredible Hulk. Um and a couple other ones, but it, it's just weird to see her here. Like this is where like the older TV stars go to die in these movies. Oh no. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder if this is the first film she went full nude in. <laughs> it, it is funny. You mentioned that because, uh, we talked about Louis Lasser, um, from, uh, from, uh, blood rage, having a TV career in the seventies. Exactly. And that's what I, that's kind of what I'm, I'm dogging on here. It's, it's the same kind of thing. Another crazy mom. And then body by Jake. I'm going to, I'm going to argue she's crazier in this film. Oh yeah. Well, she's like murderous in this film. Th- this woman is impulsive and insane. That's what this yeah. woman is. I, it's definitely the first character in a long time that I wanted to literally jump through the screen and choke them to death. Yeah. She's a piece of shit. So Kirsten goes into the other room and, and she's like, Oh dad, just punish me. Or grandpa, just punish me you slap me in the face twice oh, don't get ahead of yourself i know i know i know anyway grandpa smacked me twice and she's like that's not good enough you're not gonna remember that guess what i'm doing tomorrow cleaning out your fucking savings account and taking all your money and she's like what i'm robbing you <laughs> that's not fair i earned all that money she's like fuck you bye like here's the thing it's just ugly as fuck if this man. was my mom i'd have leapt across the kitchen <laughs> right <laughs> or, or, or like Kirsten's like, oh man, <laughs> just walks away. You've been dealing with this for like seventeen or eighteen fucking years, and you haven't gotten a little smarter about it. Like, hey, maybe don't have your money in an account your mom can access. You fucking yeah. moron. Or why don't you just go take it out before she does? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure mom had signs of bad behavior before. It's not like she woke up one day like, wow, mom's really nasty all of a sudden. <laughs> why do you hate me? The most fucked up part of it all is she's like goes and stomps off to her room upset, and her fucking little shit brother Willie. He's like, hey, hey, mom's giving me all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't condone child abuse, but this little fucker should have been thrown out a window. She's taking a shower first, and it's like the weirdest shower scene I've ever seen because she's like rubbing her temples. But oh, it's like right. Weird as fuck. Because we have to have the uh, MD fucking certified scene where the creepy brother fucking runs in. Oh her. yeah, man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be an MD an MD episode without fucking a creepy little brother looking at sister's boobs. <laughs> Why? Why was this a thing? I don't know. Audacious <laughs> boobies, sis. Kind of funny to me. Just just the absurdity of it all. So she she runs out and he's like he's like he's like I like looking at naked girls and she's like I'm your fucking sister. He says you've got big fucking titties and I'm telling everyone <laughs> and I'm gonna tell everybody I saw them and then mom's gonna give me all your money from your account so fuck you. <laughs> he's the troll in this movie. God I hate that little kid. Well and then at the end of the movie without giving anything else away it's like they're they're hugging and fucking confiding in each other. It's like this little kid was like gleeful earlier for you to like lose all your money and, and to tell everyone about yeah. your fucking boobs for crying out loud oh they they start like playing and tickling each other like immediately afterwards because we get the uh the mouth breathing pov through the window give give this another 10 fucking years is this this is gonna be a fucking porno ah fucked my sister and i got it all on film yep ball in the family <laughs> you're saying this movie is somebody's fetish probably yes. somewhere <laughs> i'm sure it is and definitely not just that aspect it's that folgers commercial is what it is <laughs> oh god Oh. Also, while this is all going on, occasionally we're cutting back to fucking the elf outside. We're getting elf vision in this movie. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Mouth-breathing POV. <sighs> you know what I don't need? Elf POV, because it's blurry as fuck. This, get this fucking thing some glasses. Dude, this guy can't see for shit. For a magical being, it can't fucking see anything. He has, like, Vaseline in his eyes or something. How does he get anywhere? George Lucas was there. He's like, oh, just, fudge, just fudge it a little bit. What's some Vaseline? <laughs> 
It's fine. I, I just have to wonder if this fucking creature is just stomping around with a heart on the entire film. <laughs> he's, you think like he's like a he's kind of like a tiny rawhead, right? He's just randomly killing people and just wants to fuck, right? Right, like Connor was saying. Hey, they don't film in any part of his waist, so maybe that's why. Uh, this would have brought it up to a rated R. You guys can't. Uh, you're gonna have to do something about this. <laughs> Please cut the six foot elf dick. You know what? It just dawned on me. Um, Richard Richard Layman. He's a, he's a horror author. He had this series of books called uh, The Beast House. And it just dawned on me that the descriptions in that book look exactly like this fucking thing. It's like pale and it's like sparse. <laughs> it's got like sparse hair. It's little. It's got pointy ears and shit and a huge dong that it wants to fuck people with. Oh my God. Yeah. Lines up with me. I wonder if they dogged it. They might have. Well, he definitely doesn't want to fuck this cat because uh, <laughs> yes. she's, she's confiding in her cat. And uh, I... here's another thing I actually forgot between the time of watching this film till this recording. The fucking cat was pregnant. Was what? it? She makes some kind of comment about that. She's like, ah, one day I'm going to get pregnant just like you, Aminengan. <laughs> <laughs> First My only all, friend. <laughs> the cat's name is Agamemnon. And... Because she says something like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll find a boyfriend cat like you have and get you right. pregnant. You know, some bullshit along those lines. I love my cat Eggman. <laughs> Jim Carrey, you're always there for me. Um, no, she goes, She goes. oh, uh, I'm, I'm living in a cliche, Agamemnon. My, my grandpa's my dad. Um, no, uh... She goes. My only best friend is a cat. I believe is what she says. Yeah, she goes. Don't run. Don't run away with from me with like a. Don't run off on me with a dude cat or whatever and get pregnant. Is what uh, she says. Okay. Well, Some bullshit. Either way, it's written like shit. Little less fucked up. Still pretty fucked up for what happens to this cat. Well, Kirsten, if you spay your cat, you don't have to worry about it like a good pet owner. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Nobody in this house gives a shit about this cat. No. I mean, she's... Uh, we'll get to it. So She didn't this, even this know fucking, it was a fucking female. Yeah. I just found out yesterday. This fucking elf uh, breaks into the basement. <laughs> it takes forever, okay? Yeah, watches the window for a hot minute. It throws a fucking rock through the basement window? And like, okay, so now this elf is inside her house. Right. It's inside Kirsten's house. So where does it go? Up to her little brother's, up to her little brother's room. Hey, man, it was dark in there. It was a little confused. It started slipping it in his butt, and that, you know, <laughs> oh, no! that's when the trouble fucking began. <laughs> oh, no. It also has, like, grudge powers where it can come out of a wall or some shit. Like, uh, I guess? Because it's, like, above him, and just, like, it drops down and grabs him by the face, and, like, it's like, Brr! It doesn't make a fucking sound. It just has its mouth open, and he's screaming, and this thing is just, like, Ninja Troll. I mean, it definitely seems like it's trying. Like, why is it going after the brother because it was busting her chops earlier? Because this thing has, like, a weird, uh, uh, like, attachment to her without actually knowing that that's the thing she, it's supposed to mate with. Or maybe it does know, like, instinctively. It's not really explained. But why is this fucking thing, like, hovering over this kid and just, like, I don't know, breathing in his face? He's not screaming. Well, because she was she was fucking tickling him and hugging him, and the, the fucking elf is jealous, man. Is that what it is? I mean, you get, like, kind of inklings of that, but it, never, it doesn't really fucking jive, right? It's just because it's shot poorly? No, it's inconsistent as hell. Well, because this thing doesn't emote or speak or express any, no. emo, you know, anything, really. <laughs> no. And then, um, 
they, 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 there's like a struggle and the fucking cat comes in and like jumps over it and like scares the elf or some shit and it jumps out the fucking window. This cat's a fucking hero. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like Sergeant in, in, or General in Cat's Eye. Right. Protecting little Drew Barrymore from the fucking, from the troll on the wall. Right. Unfortunately, this cat does not get the same treatment. No. <sighs> exact, the exact opposite, actually. Um, but yeah, mom hears a co- well, everyone hears the commotion because this kid is screaming bloody murder the whole time. Yeah. Um, and like everyone breaks a door down. Um, he's like, I saw an elf or a <laughs> troll or a tiny man. It was a fucking little ninja troll. Um, but then mom's like, no, you got to scratch. The cat did it. I'm a good detective. Then just leaves. Yeah. Well, she said, come here, Agamemnon. And, and then fucking drop that seed. (laughs) And then Kirsten's like, it wasn't the cat. Good night. And then we fucking slam cut. No, we slam cut to Dan Haggerty. Yeah, man. Walking into frame casually. (laughs) Smoking a cigarette. Just got out of jail. Oh yeah. Did he just get out of jail or just implied that he served some time? No, he didn't serve any time. He's just he was an um alcoholic. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's all, he, yeah. Okay. He's all it. he's all better now. He's the sub, <laughs> yeah, the subplot is he's had several decent jobs that he keeps drinking himself out of. <laughs> he was a detective. I, like <laughs> a yeah. PI and they and he fucking became an alcoholic and they like kicked him off the fucking force. Oh, and then he became like like store security or some shit, you know, like a mall cop kind of. Yeah. D- he couldn't even hold that job. No, because he drank himself silly. You know what? Doesn't matter. He traded all his alcohol in for cigarettes. Yeah. What does it say when Charnetsky can maintain his job, but uh, this guy can't? Because Charnetsky is away from everybody in a fucking warehouse. <laughs> that's just where he lives. Yeah, that's just he lives in that cave. Whereas Mike McGavin is like, I gotta solve a crime, but I'm drunk. Take it down a little, take it down a little, you gotta mumble a little more. I also talk like a gentle Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he tra- talks like a gentle Santa Claus. What are you talking about? There we go. No, don't be so mean, don't, don't be so mean to me. God damn it, let me tell you something, you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> there we go, there's my, are you a fucking Nazi or something? Don't, don't be rude to me. Hey man, just give me the job, I'll do a good job, just give me a chance. <laughs> goes so he goes into this store where kirsten works it's like a department store called what uh uh golems yes it's called golems is everything there precious i'm sure it is the guy that owns golem is also kind of a prick oh mr mall he's my favorite character in the movie (laughs) this guy can't not be a 15 out of 10 like all the time he walks in he's like this is my mall and i will do nothing else but live and talk about this mall it's like what are you doing here mike what are you doing and he's like what are you doing here fired you get out of this my building How you doing, Hugh? Look, I, I, I'm all better now. I'm, I'm clean. I'm dry. Just, I need a job, Hugh. Can you help me out? I'm not an alien. And he's like, I'm not fucking hiring you, Hugh. Uh, I'm not fucking hiring you, Mike. Listen, you're, a, you're an alcoholic, and it's fucking Christmas, so you could take that sentiment and go shove it up your ass. But I ain't giving you a job. Doesn't he use "It's Christmas" with two different like? context in this whole rant because he says to someone else like oh it's christmas do the right thing and then like he looks over at this dude he's like it's christmas don't fucking stress me out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i also cannot understate how yellow dan haggerty's hair is in this movie from just fucking cigarettes that he's because he because he's the guy who drives around with the fucking windows up in his car he's got a head of hair and he's got the beard he could pull off santa claus if it wasn't just this like two and a half inch fucking diameter around his entire fucking hairline <laughs> of just pure yellow because i'm pretty sure he he like dyed his hair blonde and it's like growing out maybe it okay. does look like it's like it's like hulk hogan blonde where you're like that's not real 
No, yeah, right, exactly. It looks like shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to too many cigarettes because this motherfucker just. He's walking around with a carton at one point. He's got fucking cigarettes in his mouth. People are telling him to stop smoking. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, and then starts smoking again. Oh, it's hanging. That fucking butt is is hanging out of his mouth the entire film. <laughs> I replaced one vice with the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, he's like, come on, Hugh, it's Christmas. Let me have a job. He's like, no, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, yeah, you really are sorry. Oh, goodbye. He's like, oh, go have some coffee and donuts or whatever. Get out of here. I love it because he's like, get out of here. And he's like, what'd you say to me? <laughs> You really are sorry. You really are, jerk. I'm gonna leave now. This guy is like Gunnar Henson without the fucking passion, and that's saying a lot, because Gunnar does not have passion. <laughs> he's McGavin the Blue, man. He's one of the Blue Wizards. He went east. He's, he's non-confrontational. He just likes to avoid it. He, yeah, he went east and told everybody else to fuck themselves. He's like, uh, you know oh what? I'm not, part of, I'm not part of the Ithrium anymore. Get out. Um, leave me alone. I don't want to ride into battle. It sounds dangerous. Uh, fuck you, and and Sauron, and Sauron, and and you too, Gandalf. And Charnetsky's like, what about me? P.S. I can't fucking wait to have a t-shirt with Charnetsky, Gunner, and fucking Dan Haggerty on it. Yeah. All the wizards of the MDU. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, Gunner, he has that barbecue once a year. He has everybody over. GVD's there, Charnetsky's there. It's just, it's just a room full of heavy bearded guys. Like, yeah, Haggerty the Blue, he's there, but he's like the one guy playing ping pong, like kind of by himself. No, yeah, he's in the corner playing his fucking Game Boy, his 3DS. He's in the, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a party for retired bikers. <laughs> hey, uh, Dan, you want a you want a burger? You want a hot dog? And he's just like, um, uh, whatever you got there, Coach. When he's got like the stack of cigarettes, like fucking piled high in the ashtray. Uh, uh, I'll take a hamburger. I can't let you take my cigarettes, Haggerty. This is the last time. Come on, one more, please. I need one more fish. I just, I just need <laughs> one more cigarette, Charnetsy. Come on, just help a guy out. It's Christmas. I don't drink anymore. You guys drink so much. You know, GVD in the corner there, she can drink you all under the table, but I know you guys drink. She's just asleep. Haggerty, do you want a shot of Bushmills or what? <laughs> the fucking Six Flag guy dances over in front of him. He's doing his whole bit, and Dan Haggerty's just sitting there like... In his blue robes and everything, just like tarnished, tarnished with cigarette smoke, of course. <laughs> they were beautiful at one point. Um, and he's just like, you know, shaking his head, fucking face palming, like, yeah, okay, yeah, six flags, yeah, okay. You all set such bad examples. Sure, you you can dance on me if you want, six flags guy. Uh, so is uh, Woody here serving alcohol too? That, that's a different group of people. Like, I, I, <laughs> he chooses not to hang out with them. I mean, they they all kind of intersect. It is a little bit like the Justice League. Like, you know, there's multiple fucking organizations with, <laughs> that, that convene when necessary. Those gods don't socialize. Or mo- multiple, you know, functions. He wasn't invited to this party. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Sometimes the wizards just want to hang out by themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah, they don't They don't want Woody or John Hurt or, or uh, God damn his name, or Liam Neeson fucking everything up. But Granny Van Dam shows up everywhere, invited or not. When John crashes a party, like, everything gets fucked up, so, you know... They kind of try to keep him to the wayside. I mean, they are the peacekeepers, right? The wizards? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he shows up and everyone goes, oh, no, the party's over. Great. Who invited John? I don't know how you guys picture it, but I'm almost like the way I picture this scene going on is very reminiscent of Happy Gilmore's Happy Place. <laughs> uh- <laughs> 
Like that kind of vibe for this barbecue. Wait, are you telling me Granny Van Dam is in lingerie with two fucking giant beer mugs in her hand serving these guys? Does that really sound that far-fetched to you? No. Yeah, I would say, that doesn't sound surprising at all. No, actually. Well, no, what's surprising is she has clothes on. She should be naked. That's the... Yeah. Well, they're see-through. They're see-through. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're crotchless. Oh. In the wheelchair. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, where were we? Um, so we go from that wonderful fucking scene to the scene we kind of hinted at where this fucking mother takes this cat, shoves it in a sleeping bag, and just fucking drowns it in the toilet. She sure does. Uh, yeah. She captures this fucking thing and just drowns it in a toilet. And I will it's like, say, um, props on getting that cat the way she did. I'm like, wow, you were a vet tech once? <laughs> well, she, she just, just puts some food in right up. Yeah. Good night. Um, I just, uh, it's just such a mean spirited fucking thing that I just, I mean, like I get it, right? She's just a piece of shit, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I needed that. No. In this film. I didn't. I hated it. There's already Nazis in this movie. We're already going to be talking about incest and rape, which are already pretty fucking heavy topics. And I think like, I'll say my actual review, obviously, is towards the end of the episode here, but I just feel like it's a lot of really heavy topics shoehorned into this, like, wacky fucking troll elf that's, like, killing people. They they lean real hard in some of the edginess and yeah. controversial stuff. It just doesn't need to be there, and it's kind of like, all right, you're a fucking scumbag, and then she, like, buries it in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah, like, less than a foot deep. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh. but, but just put a pin on that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we were going to have to. So we jump back to the fucking mall. And Kirsten works at this mall, too, right? She She's like a, I don't know what. She works at, like, the diner portion or the food court. Yeah. Um, And her friends are there. And she's like, and, and she's telling her, she's telling Amy and, um, what's the other one? Brooke? Brooke. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> she's telling Amy and Brooke about, like, her mom, like, draining her savings account. And she, she's like, wow, your stepmother's real bitch and she's like yeah it's my real mother and she's like isn't that that's about as much ambition and inspiration as these girls have it's like wow that sucks anyway penises <laughs> what what why is she so young and she's like ah she had me when she was 16 or whatever she's like that's gross let's talk about the dicks that we're getting tonight right this is where they have that conversation i thought it was earlier i mean they're talking about fucking these guys every every chance they can every get. chance they get i mean it's yeah. more than once and, but I think this is where Kirsten's like, you know, you, at this point you think, you know, you feel bad for this girl and, you know, uh, she's got a shitty life at home and all this shit. And she's like, come on, let's go goof on Santa. I've been waiting for this all day. That's the highlight of your day? Yeah. Go do something. Leave the t- leave your town. Go do, yeah. have an adventure. Something. So she goes over to Santa Claus and, like, right before she goes to sit on his lap, there's, like, this little kid and she's like... Uh, this little kid's like, I want a Nintendo. And he's like, oh, Nintendo, that's great. They're on sale in the basement today. Today only. Go get it. And his beard keeps falling off. Ha <laughs> and, it, it, and it's hilarious. So so Kirsten sits on this fucking scumbag's lap. And he's like, <sighs> sorry, I had to get that out soon. <laughs> he's like, what do you want for Christmas? She's like, for it not to be Christmas. And he's like, a what? She's like, can you make it snow? And he's like, Oral. Okay, hold on. I before you move on from this moment, I have to say that he says oral in the most disgusting Mr. Plinkity way I've ever heard. It made my skin <laughs> crawl. I hated it. He also grabs her ass. Santa said 
Oral. He, he's like, oral. Ah! Moral oral. But before he even says that, he's already fucking feeling her up. Oh, yeah, he's got the hand up the skirt and everything. Um, so she's like, yeah, it's gross, and stands up and, like, smacks his hat off or whatever. <laughs> and Mr. Mull's all flustered. He's like, oh, God! He's like, this, I, nothing's happened like this in the 25 years I've been managing this shit. Uh, he's gonna, re- you gotta remember that line. It's been 50 years. It's fi- nothing in 50 years has ever happened like this at Golems. And it, 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 I can't believe it, because, you know, he's gonna repeat this line, like, three more fucking times. It's been 25 years since ha- something's happened at Golems. Yeah. I really hope that store's actually called Golems. <laughs> I'm <laughs> it pretty is. sure it is. I, I'm almost positive it is. So this Santa, he doesn't get just immediately shit-canned. He's, yeah. This guy's just like, cool off for half an hour. Also... Take a break. Yeah, they sent him to time out for sexual harassment. Right, even though you were sexually harassed, you're also in trouble, because you're on your shift. You shouldn't be up here fucking around. You're in uniform. You can't do this in uniform. Dude, I was sitting there thinking, man, this is exactly what would happen at a fucking real t- retail job. Let's be Probably. honest. I mean, wait till we get... We're not even to the real fucked up part yet. That'll, that'll come in a little while. What do you mean Santa grabbed your dick? You're supposed to be at work. <laughs> Sorry, boss. You're fired. This Santa, like, storms away and, like, takes his hat off. And this woman's like, hey, Santa. And he just, like, gives her the finger. And, like, goes into, like, this little... I don't even know what apartment. There's like a bed in there and like a, it's like a dressing room. What the fuck is this? I don't know, but he starts like breaking out lines on this fucking table. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll show him. I'll show him all. And I'm like, is this guy going to like shoot the place up? Like what is happening here? Yeah, he starts doing lines of coke. Yeah, he's got it taped under his desk. Yeah, he's like he goes to blow a line of coke and his fucking beard like fucks like brushes against it and fucks it all. <laughs> I did laugh at that actually. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good gag because he is so pissed about. It. He's like, "Fuck!" Um, and then we see this creepy little fucking elf take a knife from a display. I guess that is that where he got it. I guess he's in the mall. It's kind of Gremlins esque. I, I wouldn't even compare it to that because it just it looks like shit. Yeah, no, yeah. This guy's a speedy little fella. He can get from place to place real fast. Um, hey, well, he's magic or whatever, but like he's in this fucking place and nobody sees this thing ever when it's like in plain sight. No, no. Baby's day out logic, man. We're still in John Hughes Buchanan land, I guess. <laughs> nobody looks down. No, yeah, exactly. Where's that baby? If only we had a camera pointed right at it right now and if anybody watching could have seen this. <laughs> These motherfuckers must have an astigmatism or something. If only I had muscles in my neck that let me look down. (laughs) (laughs) So this fucking elf goes into this dressing room coke den and creeps up on this guy and he looks down for like a full 10 seconds and he's just like, what, what, oh, what? And this thing (laughs) stabs the shit out of his dick. How many movies this year have we seen where people are stabbed in the dick? Charnetsky was stabbed in the dick. That's what I'm saying. Who and he also played a mall Santa at one point. Was this Charnetsky? They are reincarnated occasionally. Did Chucky stab anyone in the dick in part three? I don't remember. Uh, he tried no, but he tries to stab Mike in the dick in the first movie through the it's, car seat. So it, yeah, under the seat while he's driving. It seems like in tiny creature horror, it's like well, he's got to stab someone in the dick. I mean, he's right there. Go for the dick. Oh, who got it? The fucking uh uh, uh prehistoric hit three. I think the T Rex went Matt for Lester. the guy's dick. <laughs> yep. Well, fucking Eobard got it. Definitely happened in Tammy and the T-Rex. And it definitely happened, yeah, testi- yeah it definitely happened in Tammy and the T-Rex. Testicular yep. standoff, yeah. Grabbing dicks, stabbing dicks, going for it. Unexpected trope in the MDU. We, we cut immediately from this to the crime scene being put together. 
And again, Kirsten's getting yelled at. Oh, well, this guy, he, he sexually harassed you, and then moments later, he's murdered in his dressing room. You didn't have anything to do with that? She's like, uh, no, he was just a fucking creep. He was just a drug addict. I don't have hundreds of witnesses I could have. This guy starts saying this like a... He sounds like Rod Serling introducing a fucking Twilight Zone episode. He's like, the man tries to feel you up. <laughs> the man tries to feel you up, but he says, he says the dirty word to your ears. <laughs> a man tries to feel you up, and then you tell him that he's a fucking scumbag. You have words. He ends up dead. Welcome to welcome to the scary door. Welcome to the elf dick stabbing scene. Um, I do like how they have the uh, the the body outline from this guy. Yeah. that stays there just the rest of the movie. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's like the rest of the movie is like the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, the funny part is Dan like keeps talking to it. Yeah, he keeps talking. <laughs> he's like, hey Eddie, what's that? how you he's doing? Like, he's like, oh geez, hope I don't end. Hope I don't end up like you, Eddie. Oh, I. Uh, Man, you, you still here? You sticking around? It's like he knew this guy personally, I guess, when he worked at the mall as a fucking security guard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, excuse me, that's a little bit too enthusiastic for old Dan Haggard. <laughs> oh, yeah, me, me, and then, uh, Eddie. Me and Eddie. We used me to, and Eddie uh, used to go around and do all the stuff, you know? Me and Eddie used to do that. He was a good Santa Claus. Didn't deserve to be stabbed in the penis. Well, I want his job, but I don't think he deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm outdoors now, but... Yeah, I'm outdoors now. He, he goes to his fucking house, which is like this fucking tin can looking... It's like a tenement on wheels, like fucking... Just like Cousin Eddie in Christmas Vacation. It's Sheriff, Har- it's Sheriff Harv's fucking RV, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from Critters 2, I can yep, see it. Mm-hmm. He goes up to this fucking shitbox, and there's just a fucking, you know, vacant... Or what is it? Uh, eviction it, notice. Yeah, an eviction <laughs> notice on the door, and he just kind of slumps down like, damn... Oh, Merry Christmas. It's just not my day. Well, I'm out on my ass. I have nowhere to live. I have no food, no money, nothing. Uh, excuse me, pack a uh, carton of cigarettes? Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go buy a carton of cigarettes and then I'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm gonna walk around. If only around. I looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go walk around all night and it'll, you know, because I don't have a place to sleep. Fuck it. Well, he even says to himself, like, I forget if it's while he's walking up to the mobile home or as he's walking away, he's like... Hey, uh, pack a day keeps the lungs gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Thanks for that, uh, ad-lib, Dan. We don't have enough film to reshoot it, so that's the take we're gonna have to use. He, like, didn't know he was gonna use, like, pack a day keeps, uh, 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 uh lungs gray. <laughs> don't know what the joke was there, Dan, but, uh... <laughs> He's laughing to himself. He's like, I made a funny. I did. That was a good one. I laughed on the inside. So... So then we cut back to Kirsten's house, and now she's home, and she's, you know, everybody's asleep or whatever. And then we see this fucking uh, elf start digging in the ground where the cat was buried. Oh, my God. Yeah, digging where the cat was buried, and then I fought. There's a fucking Jody-ass scene. It's like she looks out the window, and she just sees the four fucking eyes. (laughs) Dude, like... I guess the point of the scene is to is to show the because this thing like rubs the cat against the window. It digs up the cat, rubs it against the window, and then like you can see it, like you can fully see this fucking troll in the stark light that is like yeah. shining on it. Did I say troll? Elf. It's a goblin. All right. It's a troll. It's a fucking ninja <laughs> troll. Come on, they call it it every time. Ninja gremlin. 
So she screams and she runs downstairs and then fucking grandpa and mom are are up and she's like, this is the second night in a row that I'm not going to get any sleep, is it? And she's like, look, the fucking cat was rubbing against my window. It was a fucking ninja gremlin or whatever, a little troll thing. And Grandpa's like, oh, was it a little creature? It looks like, was it an elephant hotel? And she's like, I don't know, Gramps. It was a fucking thing. And then Mom goes, it was a raccoon. It dug up the fucking, it dug up the cat and fucking slopped it on the window there. It was your imagination. Go to sleep. By the way, your cat's dead. <laughs> she goes, it wasn't, it wasn't a raccoon. It was a fucking troll. And she storms out. Well, the mom, she doesn't tell Kirsten she killed the cat, but she no. like is adamant about to the grandpa. She's like, I fucking killed that cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because, the, because grandpa keeps going in. He's like, he's like, it was the elephant hooting. It was the elf. And she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I killed the cat. You stupid old he, fuck. He like sleeps 95% of the time. But like they refer to elves as the E word in that house. Cause he keeps waking up. <laughs> Like <laughs> they try to imply later on in the film, like that that this woman is like broken because of what happened to her, but like this dude was a literal fucking Nazi, and he is not yeah. as tough as this fucking woman. I guess he kind of regrets what he did. I, sure, I, I, that's the vibe I got from the character. He's also disabled, right? Right. So I don't know. He's probably got a whole bunch of fucking bad. I mean. <sighs> He's a Nazi who fucked his daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll yeah, get to it. Yeah. There's very few redeemable characters in this movie. Yeah. Exactly zero. I yeah. think. <laughs> we just session of Dan, because he's just, he's just, he's a big fat man with a heart of gold, this poor guy. He's supposed to do the right thing. Yeah. I, I, I went east. Before she storms off, also, I forget exactly how it comes up, but the drawing she did of, of Booby Lady uh comes up and oh, he's like yes. where where did you see this where how why did you draw this and she's like uh i had a dream about it grandpa he's like uh i mean you didn't see this in my books no grandpa i didn't go in the forest i told you the first three four five six times i didn't spill my blood in a specific spot leave me alone i didn't go to the exact spot where you hid that fucking elf thing and I didn't resurrect it with my blood. And I didn't have this dream where I drew this fucking thing with swastika boobs. You're so lame. <laughs> I resemble that remark, he says. No. And of course, Grandpa, he kind of confides in the fucking mom. He's like, God, oh, the elves are they're coming back. And she's like, you're a fucking <laughs> crazy old man. Shut up. <laughs> the elfin hooting, they're coming. This is the scene where we get, we cut back to fucking Dan Haggerty. And he's in this mall. I, I guess oh my it's God. the next day. It's fucking great because he's sitting at this table with a cup of coffee and a fucking carton of yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> it looks like he already had like a couple of packs. Yeah. Just the ashtray is like stacked up like four or five inches high. And we're not bullshitting you folks. Like he literally has a cigarette lit in every fucking scene in this. He's like walking around later, like trying to be like, uh, you know, incognito. Inconspicuous. Yeah, inconspicuous, and he just has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he's taking drags off it. <laughs> like, no big deal. He runs like an old locomotive, but he needs cigarette smoke. He just, like, <laughs> he just chucks along. I, I run on Marlboros. It just boggles my mind how many places you could go into in 1989 and smoke and nobody batted a fucking eye literally everywhere oh it's weird to see in movies it's weird to see in movies now where someone smoke a cigarette you're like what the fuck like well right yeah, well it's changed so much in yeah. 30 years but it's just yeah. funny he's like in the library he's in the fucking diner he's just in the mall he's on like the sure. line for santa just fucking blowing it in some kid's face <laughs> do you want to do you want to pack of cigarettes for christmas little billy or what do you want to start early okay here you go 
enjoy that. I will say, actually, here, uh, some of the casinos, you can still smoke inside. And when you pass by the area, you're like, am I a different fucking planet? What happened? I'm sure you can smell that shit a mile oh, away, oh, too. Oh, you absolutely I didn't even think can. of that. And there's just, like, that thick fog hanging over those, like, you know, the career gamblers the whole time. <laughs> well, it's like, like a hot, it's like a hot day in fucking Vegas, and Connor just can't even open the window to get a little relief because it's going to smell like cigarettes outside. <laughs> oh, no. Someone, sm- someone's smoking seven blocks away. <laughs> It's like, oh, Connor, you're, you're smoking another blunt? Well, you know, I just got to get the smell out somehow, and at least I'll be high. Out somehow. Everyone's smoking weed in Vegas. <laughs> I better spark up. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so uh, so there's an interaction here with, like, Kirsten and, and uh, Dan Haggerty. And she's like, ah, my life sucks. My cat's dead. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I just took some lewds. Good night. <laughs> He's like, hey, I, I can relate. Uh... My dog died when I was like five, so I got what you. I kind of feel like how you feel. You dig? Something said happened to me like forty years ago. I just got thrown out of my house last night too. You know, I spent all night in the in the cold, dark outside. I had a dog once. His name was Rimshot, and he, I, you know, when he died, I cried like a baby. So I understand what you're going through. Are Are you sad yet? I can keep going. Yeah, I had to move east because the other wizards didn't like us very much. Now I'm here as a fucking. I'm trying to looking for a job. What do you say? Mid sentence, Mister Mall runs in. I, 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 D H D H. Mr. Maul. Do you, uh, do you want that Santa Claus job or what? You, Santa, now! <laughs> what do you say, baby? Sorry, Kristen, Kirsten, whatever. Uh, I gotta go. I'm getting paid five eighty an hour. <laughs> Are you messing with me? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a department store Santa Claus. Cut to him, and he's just like, ho, ho, holy shit, and he fucking gets pissed on by this kid. <laughs> It's like two really quick edits, too. Like, it cuts to him, kids on his lap. He's like, ho, ho, ho. And then it cuts to him wiping Guren off his lap. I used to be a detective. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, my first day as a Santa Claus, I get pissed on. Isn't that terrible? Dead man on the floor? And he looks, yeah, he looks down at Eddie, and he's like, or Eddie's fucking tape out, chalk outline. And he's like, they just left it there, too. Like, And he goes, I guess it's not so bad, Eddie. It could be you. Hope this isn't a trend. <laughs> They left it there because it is literally the next fucking day and these people are working in this mall where a murder took place and this guy is allowed in the room where the fucking body was less than 24 hours ago. I know. uh, I'll I'll have a comment about crime scene cleanup later on in this movie, okay? I'm surprised they didn't break out the fucking credit card and start gluing it to fucking wounds. All Mr. Mall cares about is that the stores are open for business. This guy's like fucking uh, Mr. Prim's descendant. Oh, yeah. Except this time Santa was doing the cocaine. Last time it was Prim. Now it was Santa Claus. <laughs> That's how he keeps it going. I think. I think Mr. Mall, like Hugh, is his name. I think it is. Um, yeah, he's supplying his his co- his uh, employees with the cocaine. He's like, you got to fucking work all goddamn night. He gives them the cocaine because he rolls on amphetamines the whole time. Yeah, he facilitates it. But fuck him. He takes rich people uppers. Also in this scene, like. Forget about the fucking, you know, the body line. Dan Haggerty just randomly out of, like, the twinkle in his fucking eye catches this fucking imprint on the ground of this symbol. I love this scene because he, like, leans down. So he wipes the piss off his pants or, you know, however you're going to do, dries it off or whatever. And he, like, bends over and he, like, brushes some dirt out of the way. And there's, like, a fucking symbol carved into the concrete. And he's like, ah. Uh, I don't don't do that, Mike. 
You know, I've been, I'm not a detective anymore. I don't do this anymore. Don't, don't think you're Batman again. <laughs> don't pretend I'm Bruce Wayne again. Oh, shit. That's, that's what, it, that's what got him fired. You remember what happened last time? I fucking killed that bottle of Bushmills and thought I was Bruce. I got drunk, put on a bat cape, dancing some desks. I shot a man. <laughs> <laughs> Batman doesn't use guns. I was very upset. I gave Robin some bud dry and it drove him totally insane. The man jumped off the top of a fucking building. He said, hey, watch me fly. <laughs> I strung that guy up by a fucking trip, by, by some, some garrote wire. And they, they, threw him, they, they took my job away. But I'm back. I'm, you know, I'm Santa Claus. And so begins the, uh, the, the great detective subplot. <laughs> or whatever. Something. <laughs> this symbol, by the way, is it, it's kind of hammer and sickle-esque. It's like a sickle with a cross, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I'm glad you remember. I, I remember it being there. I remember what the fuck it looks like. It's a it's a question mark with a line through the bottom. I guess implying the Antichrist or the superpower creature, whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't know Nazi symbolism. I, I I don't know. Apparently, this was the Nazi Party's symbol before it switched the swastika. According to 1989's Elf. <laughs> Oh, is it now? <laughs> we we go from this, just just to really connect the dots here, to Grandpa, uh, just kind of hemming and hawing to himself about everything that's been going on, and then you kind of pan to the left, and suddenly there's Nazis in the film. You don't know they're Nazis yet, but they're Nazis. My other favorite characters, uh, Trenchcoat and Mullet Kurrigan, as I'm calling them. Oh, you mean Andy Circus? Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, that one. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a giant red haired guy with a mullet who looks just like the wrestler Kurrigan. Yeah, man. And he's as stiff and wooden as Kurrigan was too. The, the main guy in a trench coat is he looks just like Andy Serkis. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And he talks like this to everyone, and he's like, "I'm going to bring back the elves. You, are, I love you. You are beautiful and perfect. I don't know subtlety at all. What is what is that? I love the way he interacts with somebody specifically later on. Elfen Houghton! Well, he's talking about the elves with Grandpa. When there is no more room in hell, the elves will walk the earth! Oh, that's right. That's where this fucking line comes in. Like, and does, isn't this line repeated or or very, like, there's a variant yeah. on it like two or three more times in the movie? These people are obsessed with this one little phrase. This, this trench coat circus character. Uh, he keeps bringing it up. Then there are no more room in hell. Because <laughs> I, for, I forget if it's mentioned here or in a, in a scene a little bit further on. But the grandpa is like, "Oh yeah, I was part of this plan to create the super race, but I don't want to have. I don't want anything." That, it's starting to get a little Yui Bowl here, but hey, you know I'm not the best at accents. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Yeah, but he's like, "Yeah, you know, I I, I don't want to do it anymore. We we created the perfect offspring to mate with, but I I can't do it." And they're like, "Well, that was the plan. You have to go through with it." So I guess he's having a bit of a moral dilemma. And I, me, the audience, just sitting here watching this, it's like, who the fuck wrote this? Who thought this was a good idea? Like, are we supposed to be following this? Well, it's, one, it's hard to follow. And two, he snaps back and forth between, like, I had to do it. Ah! And then, like, no, I'm sorry. Like, he, Right, like, yeah, I had to do it, but I'm um regretful that I had to do it kind of thing. something. Yeah, he doesn't come across as uh, very sincere either way. Yeah, I mean, he points a gun at them to try to get them to, sh- to like, basically leave, and they just kind of, like, laugh at him. They just fucking are like, okay. They take the gun out of his hand. Just like, <laughs> leave, we nice. didn't bring our pistols. We'll just use yours. Yeah, but he's like, uh, 
He's like, you're not going to shoot me. Give me that gun. We're going to make the elves. We're going to use your daughter. And she's the vessel for the... The rare French Nazi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he sounds like, dude. Better than my Uwe. That's <laughs> just like Pepe fucking Le Pew. <laughs> oh, he's going... We are going to use the elves. We are elves. going to create the master race with the elves. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to brace the, the human race with the elves. Well, now you're, now you're just gone full Peter Lorre. Yeah, that's well, fine. I was going to say, do you think that's that's more like Peter Sellers doing a German accent? <laughs> what? He's like, we got to, we got to, uh, she is the vessel for the master race. Yeah, that's French as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> you actually kind of sounded like the scientist from Frankenstein's army there for a second. <laughs> Each one is still alive! <laughs> the Elfenholten! Well, after the grandpa basically turns them down, but they're like, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, it cuts to Kirsten working, and uh, one of the fucking Nazis are just kind of sitting there drinking coffee, watching her work. It's a cutscene from Stranger Things Season 3. This, this fucking guy, <laughs> Mr. Ponytail Man, is sitting at this fucking uh, table drinking a coffee, and he just keeps looking up from his book. He's just conspicuously eyeballing people the whole time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I know there's a quick scene again with her friends coming in to visit her, because they have this whole plan where they're going to come back later and fucking... This plan is so stupid. This is like Harry and Marv in Home Alone 2, but like worse. Well, this is the this is the whole boy plot, right? Where the three boys that they they they've been talking about their dicks the whole time. Right. And the, and also you find out it's either here or when they actually meet up with them later in the day, but uh Kirsten's like, "Yeah, I'm saving myself." And I'm sitting here thinking, "Okay, so why are there three boys? Like, are you just going to wait for this guy to get here, assume he's going to get laid and be like, "Yeah, I'm not into it." And then he just starts wrecking the joint?" Well, I want to get into that because they're because All right, you want to wait on yeah, that. Yeah, she has an she has an exchange with Brooke that I want to talk about that is fucking disgusting. So yeah, so so Brooke and her other friend, what was she, Amy, I think her name Amy. is, yep. are there just bullshitting with her because they're going to come back later to the mall when it's closed and have like a camp out. And meet these fucking boys or whatever. Then we get another scene with Dan Haggerty. He wants to go check out this fucking symbol. So he says goodbye, Eddie, and he uh, he walks out. Oh, is this where he, uh, he he sticks like a piece of tape or some shit in between the door to keep it open or something? Yeah, he also gets that cot set up real nice. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's again, like he's evicted, so he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that tape in the door, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna have a nice nap while I read my book about ancient runes. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna squat in this mall. It's also like kind of that implied thing where like the tape just hangs there because enough people have fucking done this shit over the years. It's just kind of there. Yeah, it's like up in the corner where the fuck is this mall i, I don't know F- chicago I, I mean i guess the idea being like if you get a lot of you know deliveries it's easier than constantly like letting people back in i guess but i don't think most people used it for that <laughs> well dan he 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 removes the fucking alarm before he goes out it's kind of yeah and he goes to the library mm-hmm. he walks into this fucking place and he goes up to the <laughs> He goes up to this librarian. He's like, he's like, excuse me, ma'am, but I remember a book from college about runes. <laughs> and she just goes, oh, occult section 666. And he's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I do love his reaction that it's just like, huh, no shit. Oh, you got to be, you got to be pulling my chain or whatever. He goes over there. He's like. Six, six, five, six, 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 seven. Up too far. Six six six. She wasn't Nine, kidding. One one one. one. 
I could, you know what? I could see those two sharing a beer, probably at Gunner's Barbecue. <laughs> Isaac Hayes comes and he's, he's like, I remember when I blew up fucking Uncle Sam. You remember that? And he's like, Hey, you know what? I do remember that. I remember that movie. <laughs> I think I saw it in theaters. Movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's real life. You're living in science fact. Huh, okay. I mean, this is the MDU. Who knows? Some of this stuff might be movies to some characters. Other characters, it's their real life. Yeah, sometimes you're Kill Bill. Sometimes you're the Quentin Tarantino universe. Sometimes you're a pack of red apples, and sometimes you're the crazy 88, I guess. Yeah, is this where he meets the other, uh, I'm sorry, the first of two elf lore masters? No, that's not till like, the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes, he's in the library, and he grabs the fucking book of runes, and he's like, he's like, oh, here's the rune that I saw, and he's like, oh, page 45, and he flips it, and the pages are, like, cut out of the book, and he's like, fuck, and then he goes, oh, yeah, Dr. Fitzpatrick, Taft University, and then we cut back to the fucking mall. Yeah, he repeats that multiple times before he actually goes there. I, I, just fucking go, Dan. What are you waiting yeah. for? He's like Dory. He'll forget. Well, it's it's late. They're closed right now. Ah, shit. I gotta check my watch. Ugh. Guess I gotta go back to the mall to take a nap. <laughs> I have to go... I like how he's like, <laughs> his day is like, well, get up, take a nap, uh, brush my teeth, take a nap, go to the library, take a nap. S- smoke ten packs of cigarettes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Carton a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> Carton a day keeps John Hurt away. Is, is that what it is? Yeah, no, that's the thing he's really worried about, let's be real. Oh, you think so? That's, okay, so he, he it's his smoke, it, it's his quote-unquote smoke screen to keep <laughs> John Hurt away from it. <laughs> What is he fucking? He's like a smoke for Mortal Kombat. Like I told, dude, I told you he went to the east to fuck off. He doesn't want to be bothered. He's just got this smoke cloud surrounding him that just like blocks John Hurt's sensors. I've been trying to find this guy for years. He keeps fucking eluding me. Where are you, Haggerty the Blue? I know you're here somewhere. Let me tell you, Daniel Baldwin, this man's power is unbelievable. <laughs> There's a demon living inside me named Anenra. My best friend is Sub-Zero. Uh, you think, like, you think you could teach me how to squish people with that compactor in my stomach there, Sector, or what? <laughs> you got- oh, we gotta turn to a robot first. Okay. Okay, put me in the factory. Here we go. <laughs> put me in the Cyberlink bro. <laughs> <laughs> I need a core. I mean, honestly, if he stopped smoking cigarettes, you know, John Hurt would find him quick and then just turn him right into that. Then he would ascend, I guess, but he doesn't want to be... See, he doesn't want the resp- responsibility of becoming Haggerty, Haggerty the White. He just wants to stay Haggerty the Blue, and that's it. Yeah, you know, those those cigarette stains would really show up even worse with the white fucking outfit than the blue, so I get it. Oh, yeah. Then he'd be fucking Haggerty the Chartreuse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... so. <laughs> So, we go back to the mall, and the girls show up, and they're like, this is gonna be great! And they fucking go in, and they take the tape off the door. And they're walking in the mall, and they, and they like, have a few stupid exchanges, again, about dicks or whatever. And they're bullshitting, they're like, okay, I'm gonna go to... Uh, Kirsten's like, I'm... Oh, that's... Yeah, okay, if it's Kirsten, she's fucking falling asleep, so she's like... Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna to... Go- I'm going to go to the sporting goods section, uh, and then, like, I'll meet you guys back here in lingerie. And they're like, oh, all right. I don't get this girl's fucking deal at all. No, me neither. Like, I, I get Amy and Brooke just from the pure angle of they want to get laid. Sure. But, like, where? why is Kirsten putting on this, like, sexy bathing suit if she has zero intention of fucking anybody, I doing don't anything know. sexual, like, taking it to that point? 
you know, taking it that far. If she's like, you know, it's it's her prerogative if she wants to wait. But it's like, she, why are you going through all this fucking trouble to like not? Like what? Like what is your game plan? I have no idea. Well, she puts on the swimsuit, and then the other girl puts on the lingerie. But I think she has like a coat or something over it, so you don't quite see it uh, yet. Yeah, and the one, the other, the other chick, Brooke, is just like in her regular clothes, and she's like, she's like, oh, what is that? A slut dog suit? No way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, the, the we're, we're saying lingerie. Like what we were joking about, what. GVD was wearing earlier is pretty much what this girl has on. This girl is like 17 and she's wearing like something that like a 45 year old woman would buy <laughs> for her husband as a surprise fucking anniversary gift. It, it is something an old creepy white guy would find sexy. Oh yeah. It's just it's just very complicated. You know it's the it's the thing yeah. with like the garter belt and the fucking suspender things and the, and the, the sheer fucking robe and stuff. Well while well, well, meanwhile Haggerty the Blue is trying to get back in the building and he can't because they fucking removed <laughs> oh, the fiddlesticks have been locked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would say fiddlesticks. Oh man, this is a real bad predicament I'm in. I better go to the dumpster and find a piece of rebarb to pry my way in. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be found out that I'm here sleeping here illegally, but let me break the fucking door better, open. Better break in. It's fine because he already he disarmed the alarm, right? So what happens is before uh, Brooke takes the fucking tape off the door, and Kirsten's like, what is that? And she's like, the tape from the door. And she's like, <laughs> are you fucking are you fucking stupid? How are the boy's supposed to get in? And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, duh. And then she goes and puts it back. And then Dan's like, wait a second, I could have swore this door was locked. <gasps> Elves. Uh, tape fairies. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely how the elf gets in there, I'm going to say. I guess. A few, how a few people get in there. And well, that fucking stupid thing is in there already. Yeah, there's no indication it's left, has it? Well, it did leave because it had to show her her dead cat. Uh, yes. So it must be just following her all over the place like a fucking puppy. And, like, it is magic, I guess, but, like, I don't know. It's like the T-1000. It just, like, fucking, you know, morphs under doors and shit. <laughs> is it trying to court this girl or what? Like, I think it is, I guess. Here, look at this. Look at this dead cat I found. Don't you like it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it? You're pretty. So, Kirsten's in a fucking a bathing suit with a tutu, and the other one's dressed in bad lingerie, and the other one's dressed like a fucking librarian, and we're setting up tents or some shit. This is disgusting, because you're gonna fuck these guys in these tents in the middle of the mall. You're not gonna put them away. They're just there to display ones. Some poor little kid's gonna walk in there and step on your old fucking cum and get it all on their shoes or their hands. It's disgusting. It makes you think, right? Like it's foul. You know, I mean, it's almost like the same. It's almost like the same thing as like Chopping Mall or like Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl of Rama. Like these 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 kids like break into this mall at night and like fucking you know do whatever they want. Right. Coming all over the place in your fucking, in your clothes and your fucking camping supplies. It all sounds so it's just needlessly complex and gross. Like, it's, I don't know, you have to clean up afterwards. Oh, Danny, you shot it on my $500 lingerie. I mean, it's kind of exciting, I guess, if you're fucking 17 and you can't fuck at your house because your parents are home or whatever, you know? Yeah, let's go to the mall. Let's. Well, you could do whatever you want in there. Right, like, I'm making fun because that's kind of what we do on this show. But, I like, listen, I'm not stupid. I get what they're doing. Like, I, I totally get it. I just think it's no, sure. disgusting. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's all. Also, don't try on the bathing suit without underwear. Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they also... They changed their fucking name. 
their group name. Oh, yeah. And this, I, I don't know what the social commentary aspect of this was, but they are now referred to as Masters Without Slaves. Don't you get it? I, I certainly fucking don't. <laughs> so let us let me get this straight, make sure I'm understanding this. You used to be rich white people from like 400 years ago or 200 years ago who had a plantation <laughs> what? Who, who had slaves... But now you're the masters without the slaves, so now you're just the rich white people. You went way deep into that, way deeper than I did. I thought it was just a bunch of stupid teenage girls. What are they implying? I think she's just an airhead. <laughs> well, she, I mean, they make a couple points before, like, women are fucking dope and blah, 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 and all this empowerment shit, which is totally fine and cool. Um, it's just, like, not exercised in a way that makes sense. Yeah, it's not worded very well at all. It's not worded very well, and no. then, like, it, it can contradicts itself with this next scene that's fucking gross that I really hate, um, and unfortunately is, I, I think, a problem, and, and, and I don't know, it, it deserves to be talked about. Sure. You know, Brooke, Brooke confronts uh, Kirsten, and she's like, we're not really going to have sex with these guys, are we? And she's like, and Kirsten's like, no, no way, I'm saving myself or whatever, and she's like, uh, but... Uh, I just think, what does she say? Jesus, it's really sad. Well, the funniest thing is, like, I want to say Brooke is the one that was, like, going on about it the most. About a dick. About all these dicks. And she's like, oh, how do you, how do you stop them from doing it? Ugh. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. And Kirsten's like, oh, you just tell them no. It scares the shit out of them. I'm like, no, that's, unfortunately, that's not what happens. <sighs> Kirsten, that's terrible advice to give somebody. <laughs> I know. She has the right idea, but the other girl's just like, eh, I just usually let him just get it over with. <gasps> she goes, I'd rather just go through with it because I don't like the confrontation. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of young girls do that. And I'm like... People in general, I would say. I, I, I think, yeah, exactly. Definitely when you're younger. Yeah, definitely when you're younger. And it, it's just a fucking sad fucking thing. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that. Right, yeah, because Amy is, like, the only one that is 100%, like, ready to fucking go at it with this dude. <laughs> which is, like, which is fine, which is fine, that's her choice, right? But, like... Right, right. But, like, there's this weird thing where, like... Well, it's like, Brooke is all talk, but she, she doesn't actually want to do the deed. Right, but it almost sounds like she's been in this situation before. Right, uh, clearly, right. And, and, like, has done it just out of... Uh, almost obligation. It's disturbing. It feels like. It's disturbing. Yeah, it, it's it's very. This has no place in this movie. Um, it's very sad, and it has no place in this movie because they don't wrap it up with something to combat it. They're just like, "Yep, that's the way it is. Fuck it." Yeah. No, be no because she's written out of the film in about five minutes. Yes, she, she is. sure is. It did remind me of Ghost Shark, where they kept referring to that one girl as underage, but then kept making inappropriate jokes yeah, about yeah. the fact that she was underage. You have all these characters that are 21 and older, but let's have the fucking 17-year-old be the nude one in the shower who has to escape this thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you, and then you have, like, a dude writing this script. Well, there's, I think there's three writers for this movie. Go figure. Who'd have fucking thought? Because it's written like shit. But, like, um, the, the, the there's no good ending to this revelation, right? It's meaningless and is rendered meaningless in a matter of seconds. Like <laughs> it's no. it's completely meaningless. Like like you're trying to say something, but like you don't have a good solution for it or a way to combat it. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it very much ends like eh, that's just the way shit is. Bye. Yeah, it's, it, it's depressing. It, it's it is. It's sad. It's a sad reality. I, it's uh, 
You, I forgot what movie I was watching. Right. I, I feel like this movie's trying to say a lot, but doesn't actually say anything. No, not at all. Like that, like, uh, like, uh, the holiday switch. <laughs> I will say, that I feel like that movie does a much worse job of, of saying anything. You know, I think that movie's actually much more nihilistic and cynical in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's less dark though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unless you go with the MDU version with, you know, tiny, uh, what the fuck was the that? Tiny, tiny Gary. Gary, man. Tiny Gary. Yeah. That was kind of fucked up. Tiny Gary's the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And and that other guy's inside his head, so it's yes. like that whole split personality. <laughs> go listen to the episode last year. Yeah, go for it. Uh, episode uh, 30-something, I think. I don't know. Trashing Through the Snow last year, 2018. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, Dan Haggerty comes out, and he's like, he's like, why are you guys in the mall? It's closed. You're not supposed to be here. And she's like, she's like fuck you, Santa. And he said, "Come on, I'll make a deal with you. If you don't break anything, and you and you clean up after yourselves, and you and you clean up all that disgusting body fluid that you're gonna expel, I won't call the cops." And she's like, "Fine, deal." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back to my room with the dead man outline on the floor. I'm gonna go talk to my dead pal." Okay, she's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here either." And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> Mexican standoff." Yeah. <laughs> oh well, touche. <laughs> Mexican standoff. He's an adult and you're a child. <laughs> and, there's, and you're the fucking like going through, and you got like, you know, you got tent set up and clothes on and makeup and going through all this shit. Anyway. Yeah. You know, after this happens, you think it's going to quiet down, but now the Nazis are there and they're ready to just fucking kill anything that moves. Are you guys ready for a 25 minute long shootout? <laughs> shootout? <laughs> Right bef- wait a second, wait a second. Right before that, the three those three kids come, the boys come, and they're like, hey, man, we're going to break into this place with a tire iron. And then they go get the tire iron and just completely fuck off from the rest of the movie. They, yeah, they <laughs> disappear. Well, they don't fuck off. They don't fuck off. The Nazis kill them. Is that what that was? I thought it, I have rando guy. No, because they, they go to get the tire iron because Haggerty removes the tape so they can't get in. Right. And uh, it, it had that whole scene where Haggerty talks to Kirsten and the girls happens, and then he goes back to his room, and then the Nazis break in, and one of the f- one of the boys uh, falls to the ground inward towards the door with the back of his head smashed. In. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was just some random guy because no. he has like gray hair. That's that's big dick. Uh, the guy with the big <laughs> dick right there. Dead. Oh, it's it's really a yard yard dick. It stops his fall halfway through. Uh yard dead. He, they beat him with his own dick. To death. They beat the other guys with his dick. <laughs> they, they're they banging on this door, like slamming this fucking guy against this door. And they're like, oh, those horn dogs are trying to get in the mall. And the fucking Nazis bust this door down and the alarm goes off. And Andy Serkis comes in. He's like, oh, you fucking idiot. You set okay. off the alarm. He, is this where he grabs uh, whenever the one is in lingerie and just starts screaming in her face? She is in the elevator because she thinks it's the guys coming up. She's like, oh, wait till they get their eyes on this. She takes off the fucking robe and she's just got all the yeah. the, the lingerie on. These guys go into the elevator grab her they realize it's not who she's it's not who they're looking for they're just like all right oh okay nice knowing you and they just blow her away yeah meanwhile the fucking alarm is just going off and Andy circus is yelling at this girl he's like what relax calm down he's he grabs her by the shoulders he's like who are you where are you from (laughs) where where are you from what is your point of origin (laughs) and then the fucking 
And then that fucking dude just grabs her and shoots her in the fucking head. Yeah. Right in the elevator. Yeah, Kurgan kills her. Then we get this shoot shootout in quotation marks. Ugh, this fucking thing lasts forever. Dude, it's not even that it lasts forever. It's the fact that they come out and just start shooting, and Dan Haggerty walks like he's about to shit his pants, like casually, like just ducking under a couple boxes, and they're like, pow. 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 Smoking a cigarette the whole time. Oh, everyone in this movie looks awkward while firing a gun. They're not hitting anything. They don't have machine guns. They don't have, like, a shotgun. They have these pistols that just fire, like, one round per three seconds. <laughs> Nazis all like, these fucking ancient World War II Lugers are like, what time these ancient <laughs> pistols? It actually works pretty well. Um, they, they, they go behind this counter. Dan Haggerty goes behind this counter and finds Kirsten, and they're shooting at this gun counter, okay? If they shot at this counter and where they're shooting, both of these people are dead. The oh, bullet yeah. is going through the glass and through the thing, and you're dead. Hey, ever see that movie with Bruce Willis called Die Hard? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Shoot the glass. <laughs> Dan Haggerty gets a gun, and he's, like, shooting at these guys. Yeah, because they're, like, in the sporting goods section or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, they hide behind a gun counter, and he has the fucking gun. He's like, yeah, little girl, hand me that. Hand me some bullets. <laughs> There's a. Did anybody catch the sign on the counter? No. No, but I did catch the fucking fake snow that he kept leaning on to fire the gun, and it just like kept fucking flying all over the place every time he pulled the trigger. Oh, all over the place. The sign on the counter says "gifts for mom," and it's like all guns in the. <laughs> okay, <ca> <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, her mom would probably like a gun. Oh real. yeah, blow her own brains out. Please do us all a favor. Um. So yeah, this goes on for. A long time. A long time. They're just shooting back and forth. It's really bad. And then, like, the elf pops up. Yeah. Remember him? You know what I can compare it to, just real quick? It's like the it's like that one back and forth that Leslie Nielsen has with that guy in the naked gun where they're, like, on the rooftop and they're just, like, casually shooting <laughs> yes. at each other. Yes. Anyway. Dan Haggerty looks over this fucking uh, counter and he, like, it, like, zooms in on the elf and he's like, he's like, oh, shit. He's like, hey, what... Hey, Kirsten, what was that? Was that a, what, what is? And he's like, she's like, it's a fucking troll or whatever. And she's like, he's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> anyway, back to the gunfight. Back to shooting at these Nazis. Cut to fucking Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> In the mannequin room? In the mannequin room. Okay, first of all, let me tell you something. This can act, This could have been such a creepy scene if it was somewhere else in this film. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's, it's cool visually. It really is. There's a bunch of mannequins, and this fucking elf thing is, like, in this weird position, and she doesn't notice it, and then it, like, you know, slowly turns and looks at her or whatever and doesn't say anything, and she screams and runs away Um, to, I don't know what, the where, where the shootout's happening again. This thing kind of, like, it does, the, like, the sound that uh, Willem Dafoe does as Nosferatu in that fucking... Uh what is that movie? The John Malkovich one? Shadow of the Vampire? Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just kind of like... <sighs> yeah. Like just air escaping the mouth. <laughs> sound. It's not actually like making a noise. It's just, it's just how he breathes. Like he took a shit or like a swig of something really delicious. Like he was thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Like... <sighs> that was delicious. Sprite. Is, there, is this where we get the incredibly awkward close-up of this thing? Which, it's one of them. Yeah, because, so Brooke, like, runs, again, she runs back to where the shootout is happening, and she's, like, behind this counter, and the elf comes there and, like, looks up at this other elf, like, 
uh, this animatronic elf, like a like a like a Christmas decoration, right? Like like an actual elf, Herbie. Like it's all smiling and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Herbie, exactly. Um, so she's like huddled on the ground with her hands over her ears, and like a teddy bear falls, and she like grabs it and hugs it and looks up. And then stands up and looks, and then she's face to face with this fucking elf, and it has a Santa hat on. Sure. Yeah, it's got a sense of humor, like the wolf in uh, Rimstone. But literally, only in this one spot. It's channeling that fucking Fenrir sense of humor, dude. Yep. Officer Fenrir, and we got Santa fucking elf, Elfin Houghton. Um, but yeah, there, there's this. It's like this frame shot where his face is right in the middle, and it's like from his shoulders up. And again, is this this? His mouth is stuck open. It's just someone just shaking his head. He's like, Bleh. yeah, it's a cover photo for this episode. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that image pop up everywhere where this movie's mentioned. I have to say, you know, I've busted Connor's chops a lot on this show about his, uh, his, how do I want to word this? Being against like kind of like small terror kind of movies. Like I know you said uh, in the past, kind of how you didn't like Chucky because you felt like you could just walk up to this thing and just destroy it in, in a second. Or it, two. Is is it because this thing is the most non-threatening version of? That? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this poor woman, she's just like backing up slowly as it slashes her with a knife. Like not even really in like you know, not even like across the line or anything. It's just kind of like in no. random spots that you could survive if you just got up and ran. But she has no willpower. She's like, Ugh, she just melts. It's just really strange. And then she stops and then it like caresses her face and then stabs her off screen. Yeah. Right. This thing has a lethargic pace. Like anyone can get away from this thing. <laughs> oh, wow. It missed all the arteries. I better just lay here and let it kill me. <laughs> yeah, if I pretend I I'm dead, I'll be fine. Nobody sees this happen. It happens like five feet away from <sighs> everybody. But, the, but, but that's not even the stupid part the stupidest part her fucking blood pulls around her wrist and creates that fucking rune symbol sure does on the ground uh so there's a shootout the nazis leave the cops come um and they like find uh brooke dead they find amy dead um and then fucking mr mall shows up and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He is just frazzled. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on. Fucking you weren't supposed to be here. And uh, now there's fucking dead bodies and tomorrow's Christmas, for Christ's sake. I can't open the fucking store. But he does. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's like, look, man, I'm sorry that my friends are dead. Want me to clean up the fucking blood or whatever? And he's like, goes to backhand her. And Dan Haggerty's like, I don't think so. If you're going to hurt somebody, hit me, Hugh. All right? It's not her fault. I was here, too. He, he punches him in the stomach. He starts vomiting. I almost got a little sympathetic for this guy because it's like, yeah, you're being a major asshole because her friends just died. But also, yeah, it is your store. Like, I kind of get it to a point. But, like, now you're going to hit her? Like, no, yeah. never mind. All sympathy lost. You're a piece of shit. Right. What is the fucking go-to with that? Like, I'm going to backhand this little girl. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit this child. Everybody wants to. Grandpa does it, mom either does it or threatens to do it. This guy's trying to do it. Sure. She have a fucking target on her nose that we don't know about. <laughs> so another crime scene is set up, and that's important because of something weird that happens. Yes. Well, yeah, right, because as she's getting interrogated by the owner, uh, this detective kind of takes Dan Haggerty off to a different part of the mall, and he's like, yeah, you're hearing another crime scene there, Mike. What's going on? <laughs> like a different movie starts happening. Yo, every time the detective's there, it feels like a different movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. D- Dan Haggerty's like, don't give me that Joe Friday shit. He's like, I'm a, I could, I, I'm telling you, I got a lead, man. And he's like, he's like, all right, you got, all right, you have 24 hours. I'm going to give you back your badge. I'm going to give you back your badge. 
and you have 24 hours in Elfenhuten. He is fucking Batman. That's like some Gordon-ass shit. Like, yeah, we really got to wrap this case up. I guess we'll give you 24 hours, Batman. So Dan Harry's like, you know what? I don't know if that's going to be enough time, 24 hours, but fuck you, because the movie's not going to last that long, so here we go. No, because then he drives Kirsten home, and this is where he meets the fucking grandpa and the mom. (laughs) Oh, man. Also, there's a very quick scene, which is both sexual and disturbing, where the- (laughs) Why is this here? Okay, what the- Okay, two things. Why is this here, and B- are you telling me that the cops came to this crime scene? Because this is hours right. later, it seemed. They did all their police work and then just left the bodies there under white fucking blankets? And just shut the door. And was like, ah, fuck yeah. it, we'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. It's Christmas Eve. Well, apparently Brooke's body's getting moved because the elves fucking sucking on those fingers and taking a bite. What the fuck? What the fuck? This thing goes over, like, takes the sheet off, and then, like... The fingers go in the puppet mouth. It doesn't even bite down, but, it but makes I guess it, it goes a, like a ho sounds like, and then just fucks off. And then we go to fucking Kirsten's house. Yeah, and of course, mom's not hearing any of this shit. She just thinks Dan Haggerty's crazy and tells him to get the fuck out of her house. You were all on drugs, weren't you? All of you, even you, fat man. <laughs> You're drunk. You're on drugs. I've made up my mind. Listen, this is really serious. There's some Nazis after your daughter. What are you talking about? Like, there's people that want to kill her. Her friends are dead. What's the matter with you? Yeah. He's like, there's this troll or something, and then Grandpa fucking wheels in, like, out of nowhere. (laughs) Troll? Did it look like an elf in Houghton or what? Just fucking waiting for his moment. Oh, yeah. He fucking comes wheeling right out. He's got the book already open to the page. Like, look! (laughs) This is what it looks like! Dan Haggerty, he's, like, listening to this, and then he sees, like, the symbol, like, on a fucking trunk or some shit, and he's like, hold on a second, mister... You need to give me some fucking explaining. <laughs> it's, it's carved into the molding. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the of the wall, and he's like, he's like, you seem to know about all this. Why don't you? T- what's going on here? You seem to know all about this. What the fuck's going on? What is the troll? Tell me what what's happening. He's like, you're in over your head, fat man. <laughs> Dan Haggerty is constantly at like a three this entire movie, and when he's angry, he might go up to like a four, maybe a five. He also just keeps. St- stumbling into revelations about all this stuff like he never for being an ex-detective he never once like comes to a realization by himself well grandpa kind of breaks it down from a little bit about like the whole thing we were talking about earlier about like the, the elves gotta has to be mated and create the super race and dan's like huh i think i have a book on that and reaches <laughs> in his pocket ah oh, fitzpatrick like, taft anniversary i guess i should go now he's like what are you talking about and he's like he's like Get out of here, the cops are coming by, and he's like, okay. Isn't this when Grandpa starts yelling about her being the daughter of Elysium and the Master Race and all that? That's kind- at the end. Okay, because there's a whole bunch of jibba-jabba at some point in this movie about that stuff. Now we go to Dr. Fitzpatrick. Oh my Dr. God. Fitzpatrick in the, in, the, in the library. Hello. <laughs> Do you believe in elves? That's fantastic. On Christmas Eve, by the way. I kind of love this guy. Um, I want to hang out with him and talk about mythology because he has such a a, a a casual dismissive humorous nature when discussing it of course and he smokes a pipe and it's very nice yeah. <laughs> it's also christmas eve at this point yeah and he's like i'm not going home because i don't want to hang out with my in-laws so you see chronos just kept eating gaia's babies okay <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the elves here we go and he's like hey can you tell me what's going on with these elves or what look at this symbol and he's like ah yes i know all about that well okay well let's go all the way back do you remember that story about noah's ark <laughs> And he's like, and he's like, yeah, sure, I, yeah, the like the Bible. And he's like, yes, of course, Noah's Ark. Well, listen to this: God 
hated everyone, and he was like, I'm going to kill them all, except Noah, because he's a very nice man, and I'm and Noah, and, he, and God didn't have anything against the animals, so uh, he put them all on the boat, and, he, and those little creeping things. Now, could they be spiders? I don't know. Insects? Maybe. Lizards? No. They're what we refer to them as elves. And Dan Haggerty's like, what the fuck? And then little Jessica walked up to Dan Haggerty, pulled on his sleeve, and said, See, God is real. <laughs> that doesn't actually happen. That was a stellar recreation of that entire conversation. Thank you. Well, and he tops it all off by going, Well, okay, uh, anybody anybody believe this kind of shit? And he's like, uh, The Nazis did. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, because he's like, is there any, like, cults worshipping elves or whatever? And he's like, well, there was one uh, group of uh, mass killers, uh, uh, the Nazis, yeah, they they were going to make elves as a, uh, uh, I don't know, magical race of deadly things. And he's, <laughs> and then fucking Hagrid's like, oh, shit, uh, we're, can I, you have a book about him or what? And he's like, no, but you can go ask Dr., <laughs> what's his name, O'Connor? Maybe. Dr. <laughs> O'Connor. Yeah, he's like, Dr. O'Connor, and he's, <laughs> And fucking Haggerty's like, where can I find this Dr. O'Connor? And he's like, well, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, he'd be home uh, having dinner with his family. <laughs> right, right down the road. Right down the road. Here's his address. <laughs> Bye. Wait, you're doing this tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm in the area. No, you don't understand. I got to kill these elves tonight. It's Christmas night. There's a virgin. I love how you put that. These elf. <laughs> these elf. <laughs> I got to kill this one. <laughs> The singular elf. And then doesn't he end with like, do you believe in elves? He's like, no, but God did. Are you asking me if I believe in elves? And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, no, but God did. <laughs> okay, sir. Yes, Dan Haggerty, there is an elf. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there is an One elf. elf. Where's the other one? There was only two that went on Noah's Ark, right? Do you believe in Elf? <laughs> Do you believe in Elf? <laughs> well, we cut back to uh, we cut back to Grandpa, and he's in his room doing some kind of fucking ritual. He's fucking fussing like he usually is, or whatever. Like he's got a fucking with a cross or something. He's got like a crystal or something, and he's like waving his hand over it. And it's glowing. Yeah. Say hello to the MacGuffin. Introduce two thirds into the movie. Everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. GVD. Uh, you know this is gonna be confusing now, but Grandpa oh. Van Dam. <gasps> it's the Bloodstone. It's the Bloodstone. Well, it's it's actually the Elfenstone. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Elf Elfenstone. He's just looking over to the script writers. He's like, okay, so you want to combine how many different religions for this scene? Oh, my God. The mythology's all over the fucking place. Oh, man. Three writers, folks. Because I'm telling you, you got to be combining at least three or four different fucking practices to pull off this ritual, as he calls it. Like, I, I, I don't know any religion that uses a cross and a fucking crystal and... They don't even really go into what's happening, right? They, like, poppycock you all the, the whole time and then, like show you this contrived ass fucking like ritual shit it's very rumpelstiltskin-esque like the end of that movie where it's like yeah you gotta just say his name even though you knew it the whole time i would have liked it better if they just threw glitter at it and it turned into a fucking i don't know what it just died the glitter is straightforward like he throws it it explodes you, you understand it this is like yeah. people just fucking yell lore and exposition over each other the whole fucking time it just becomes right. this fucking noise well that's the thing right the two professors dump knowledge bombs about what the elf <laughs> might be but not how to kill it or anything like that because they're like this is mumbo jumbo and it's served up in two 
long-winded run-on sentences by two separate characters. <laughs> Which is pretty great. I kind of like both of these exchanges. <laughs> I do too. Because you get this quick ritual with Grandpa and his study, and then it cuts to this scene that we kind of hinted at already where the mom and Kirsten kind of have a moment together while Dan Haggerty's driving to this other guy's house. Yeah. And the Nazis show up. Well, not yet, because oh, okay. she's like kind of confiding in the mother about it all. And her mother's like, you know, well, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And I love you. And you're your grace of God. And uh, you're horrible. You're a piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> Bipolar mom. And then, and then she goes, why do you hate everyone, mom? And she's like, because. Be, or, or no, she goes, why don't you ask your father? And she's like, I don't know dad's not around he's like he's in the kitchen (laughs) you want to talk to dad he's in the study he's your dad grandpa's in the study yeah he's also your dad (laughs) dun 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 they really thought this was gonna be she's my sister she's my mother oh what was the fucking line from chinatown (laughs) like oh i don't remember it would be a shocking moment if for the last 40 minutes it wasn't just heavily implied by the nazis and the grandpa it's still disturbing much like yeah. a lot of other things in this movie, but it's not like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. It's like, ah, that kind of lines up with everything they've said so far. They refer to her as his granddaughter, and it's like, you guys know what's going on here. Right. <laughs> Where's your t- granddaughter? I didn't say daughter. Where's your granddaughter? I mean, the, the offspring of you fucking your daughter. Because that's what we're doing, folks. She's appalled, and she goes to run off to talk to Grandpa, but while she's going off to talk to him, we get this other professor scene <laughs> oh man this guy who looks like a fucking a movie usher like he sure does this is great he's fucking a little red vest on serving dinner to his kids it looks like a magician dan Haggerty rolls up to this professor's house it's like this giant mansion right and 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 the maid opens up the door and he's like he's like hi i'm uh, i'm mike i'm mike mcgavin smoking by the way i'm mike mcgavin excuse me and he just walks into the house <laughs> and goes upstairs and the professor's like having dinner with his two Two kids and his wife, like Christmas dinner. He's like saying grace. He's carving the turkey. It's it's Christmas dinner. Like he just walks in. Dan Haggerty walks in. He's like, yeah, it's been twenty five years. Excuse me for a second. I had a bit of a brain fart there. <laughs> that was my other. That's uh, my other brother. Um, can you tell? Hey, can you tell me about the elves, Doctor O'Connor? And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, it's Christmas Eve. I'm having dinner with my family. And he's like, he's like, listen, it's only going to take a second of your time. Like, somebody's, a little girl's life depends on it. Like, I need to know what's the connection between the elves and the Nazis. This guy's just like, call the cops. And he's like, start saying the Spanish to the, to his maid. And, and Dan Haggard, he's like, listen, man, by the time you <laughs> called him, you could have already told me and I would be out of here. <laughs> Doesn't he say some shit like, like, no hablar. He's like, he said yeah, something yeah. to her fucked up. 911. Um, so the the professor breaks it down for him again. He's like, the elves and the Nazis. Okay, well, there's two theories. And he's like, okay, we'll lay it on me there, big fella. And he's like, he's like, all right, well, one is that the Nazis are, are the, uh, the elves were like some kind of magical being and the, el- and the Nazis were trying to harness the power for, uh, to, to create an army of, of elves that couldn't be killed and they're magical and they're like the perfect soldier. And he's like, okay. And he's like, okay, theory two, which is my favorite because I like science fiction and and horror stuff. So here it goes. The <laughs> the elves were, create, were a genetic creation created by the Nazis to impregnate a, a virgin 
specimen to create the master race. And they can't be killed. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's like, it won't be an elf and it won't be a human. It'll be something else. And then Dan Haggerty, he's like, oh shit, it's going to try to fuck Kirsten. And then he leaves. And then, the, and then the professor's still going on, and he's like carving the turkey, <laughs> and the and the, yeah, and then a man goes about having his dinner. Yeah, and the little girl goes, "Daddy, what's elves?" And he's like, "El, not elves, elves, helper elves." The movie's called Elves, but there's a singular elf. They sit on shelves. I'm sorry, I'll see myself. <laughs> <after that. laughs> elves on shelves. Oh, and it. it, it there's also the detail that it must happen on Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. it. She can only be impregnated on Christmas Eve in this particular spot, in this particular forest that just happens to be five minutes down the fucking road from their house. This is the worst plan I've ever heard. It requires way too many specifics and, like... Well, because you, cause you're doing black magic, and we all know how convoluted black magic can get. And then they over-convoluted the th- black magic. Oh, well, yeah. It's got to be on the seventh fucking moon of the of the Christmas, the third Christmas of the year, uh, of the of the. It's got to be year of the rabbit. Here at, at these points, latitudinal and longitudinally. <laughs> yeah, the moon's got to be right in line with Venus, and you got to have a piece of fuck. You got to have a tablet carved out of fucking stone that says a rune. But this Christmas must fall on a Tuesday. So, Haggerty, is this where we have the car chase? Uh, sure is. Fuck. Car, car chase. Chase is equivalent to the previous gun, sh- the the, uh, the shootout where he's just casually ducking under boxes as bullets fly by his head. Yeah, like when the Nazis like starts driving behind him, and they they do like those like he looks behind him, cut back to the Nazi. He looks behind him, cut back to the Nazi. <laughs> and then at some point, does Haggerty just jump out of his fucking car? No. <laughs> wait, wait a second. This wait is a the second. most ridiculous part of the whole fucking movie. He goes to go light a cigarette, and I guess, like, the, the the lighter isn't working, so he's smacking the dashboard, and this fucking uh, bundle of dynamite falls out from underneath the dashboard. He knew that was there. Did he? It's his car. They, like, rigged it for him to blow up. Oh, okay, sure. Then why, why tail him? What, are you going to watch? <laughs> I, I guess to make sure that he blows up. I don't think the people that wrote this movie understand how car bombs work. It's dynamite. I'm pretty sure you get the job done. <laughs> you hear that explosion seven miles away. I literally didn't even think of that. I thought just Dan Haggerty just had like uh, uh, an emergency supply of dynamite under the fucking steering wheel. <laughs> and my Acme supply drop came in handy. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. He, like, smacked it out of there. He's like, he's like I've been waiting a, whole, a long time to use this. I got it from my detective days out of the evidence locker. I thought he was going to use that shit to, like, blow up the elf or something. God, my friend Wiley Coyote. But now that you say that, he was probably it was probably stashed there to blow up his car. That probably makes more sense. No, it totally was because um, this stunt double that looks nothing like Dan Haggerty jumps out of the car. And I thought it was the Nazi guy because it's so blatant. Um, and then the car explodes, and then the Nazi guy pulls up, and he's like, hey, hey, we did it, we killed him, and, uh, Danny Haggerty comes out of fucking left field and punches this guy in the face and beats the shit out of him, and then he's like, hail Hydra, and then bites his fucking <laughs> arsenic capsule and dies. He's like, what are you, some kind of fucking Nazi or something? Let's see how good you talk with less teeth, and then he punches him. <laughs> 
And then he cracks his capsule and dies. <laughs> he acts like he did something impressive. He's like, huh, gotcha. It's like, no, that guy killed himself <laughs> just to get away from yeah, you. Yeah, he sure did. See him foaming at the mouth? Also, these Nazis are really committed to their this ridiculous cause, and there's only like four of them, too. This guy took a cyanide tablet over this? <laughs> yeah, like, right? Yeah, excuse me, cyanide tablet. Yeah, like, oh, like he's not going to talk about the elf? Look at who you're fighting. You really had to kill yourself because of that witness? Also, Dan finds, like, the insignia pin of, like, the elf uh, symbol. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, on this guy or, like, tattooed on him or something? No, no, no. It's like a pin. It's, like, oh, yeah, in his yeah. jacket. And he's like, son of a bitch, elf marker. Well, then we go back to Grandpa explaining, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I am your dad. And, you know, I, I found no joy in it. I, You know, she was sedated, your mother. <laughs> I did what had to be done. You're beautiful. I love you, Kirsten. I love you. The Master Race. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine they had a gun to this guy's head, and it's either that or he's getting his, you know, fucking brains blown out. But he really, like... He doesn't sell this well at all. No, he facilitated it to fucking make her so that the elf could fuck her. And then, yeah. yeah. Way from outside in the backyard, you hear it. That's why I left you. I think Granny Van Dam made the right choice. (laughs) (laughs) For for Kirsten's age, does the math work? Outright for that? I yeah. Uh, listen, I don't think so. That is it's not 1989. A that I have with this film, I have so many other issues that I'm not going to focus too much on her fucking age. I, no, I'm just saying. Like here, we have this Nazi. I think it does. I think it does. This Nazi from 45 has sure. sex with the his daughter from GVD. From GVD. Yeah, from GVD. And then has Kirsten. I guess that makes sense, right? That's enough of it. Probably lines yeah. up. I mean, I'm sure if you really want to get technical, it's probably off by like 10 years, but it, sure. it works well enough. Yeah, whatever. Because, it, you know, it doesn't matter because as he's explaining this to uh, his his daughter, grand, his granddaughter, Kirsten, um, the mother strips down. Uh, she's in the, sh- in the bathroom. And as he's explaining, yeah, you know, I didn't want to do it. Uh, you know, but I had to do it. Like, they kind of try to make you feel bad for the mother, that she's like a broken uh, person from what happened yeah. to her. And she starts kind of tearing up and crying in the bathroom. But, like... She goes full Linnea, dude. She fucking puts that lipstick all over her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt bad for her for a second, and then I remember she fucking murdered a cat 30 minutes ago, and I, I didn't feel bad anymore. I, I mean... Sh- I mean, she's a she's a damaged person. There's nothing to justify that, right? She's damaged for sure, but there's nothing to justify any of the shit that she's done. Um, and then we get a fucking full-on stunt butt. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's why I said earlier, I wonder if this is the first movie she did full frontal in, because uh, <laughs> she's in that I bathtub. I don't think that's her at all, man. I think it's just a stunt double. It could be. It could be. It's, it's a stunt butt and stunt boobs for sure. What a place to have stunt butts. Because this fucking elf is creeping around the house now. <laughs> This shows she's in the bathtub being a fucking weirdo. Listening, listening, mind you, to the radio and Flight of the Valkyries is playing. And the elf comes back to the house and, like, the German dudes aren't there yet. And, like, it's almost like everybody is sleeping because the whole house is dark. And then this elf, like fucks around with a Christmas tree and like this ball drops off the tree and smashes and they're like and the little kid's like oh Billy's like oh is that Santa Claus eh. <laughs> what is he Louis Anderson <laughs> you might as well oh man. no all right yeah cause the elf the elf fondles the ball they they, they do a close up on it <laughs> so he fucking 
Uh, yeah, he like he like taps her or whatever, breaks, and then they think it's Santa, but it's it's the fucking elf, and then. They go downstairs, the elf's not there, and then, like, Dan Haggerty shows up again. Yeah, well, while they're they're looking at this broken ornament, the fucking elf pushes the fucking radio into Mom's bathtub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan Haggerty shows up, and then all of a sudden, the elf is, like, in the bathroom... And dumps the fucking radio into the tub, and she get and mom gets fucking electrocuted. Right, and the, and the power goes out throughout the entire house. Yeah. Um, and then Dan Haggerty shows up, and he's like, "We got to, we got to get you out of here. Those Nazis are coming back. They're gonna kill you." <laughs> Low energy. <laughs> um, they go. To, I think they go to get mom uh, out of the bathroom, yeah, and they, then he like Haggerty like leads the way. <laughs> And he comes, he's like, I he's love like, oh, it. shit, she's fine, everything's fine, let's leave now. Yeah, I, I love this part, because he like, he's like, hey, can I see your flashlight real, real, real quick there, son? And he's like, yeah, don't break it. And he's like, and, and he's like, okay, he's like, and he's like, how's mom? And he's like, oh, she's going to be okay, let's go. <laughs> and then they go downstairs, just sources him down the hallway, like, he doesn't even let him see. And this is where Grandpa finally lays it all out. Like, we've kind of talked about it for the most part already, but he talks about how she's supposed to give birth to the Antichrist, which is going to be this half-elf uh, creature. Yes, Elysian. Because, yeah, you know, it oh, it's to not going to be all human, it's not going to be all elf, like you guys were saying. And it switches to, like, the Antichrist, and it's like, wait a second, is it the Master Race? Is it the Antichrist? Like, what is happening? This is why no one hung out with you Nazis, you're too kid- you don't know what you're doing. Are they trying to produce that fucking slop of shit from uh, Demonic <laughs> Boys that gets hucked <laughs> over that kid's shoulder? Yes, we got to make the Elfenhauten to make the Masterlays to make See? the goddamn Elysian. They didn't even have to go through all this work. They could just found a demon in a fucking lot somewhere. He's been chilling under yeah. that. Just ask Tarnetsky. He knows where the fuck yeah, it exactly. is. It's under that goddamn toy store. Yeah, I saw some kid yield over his shoulder years ago. Yeah, yeah he fucked right into that pit it went. Those old ladies should have... How are you telling me those old fucking people weren't working with the Nazis to bring that goddamn demon back to life? I think they did. I mean, Nazis seem to be only exclusively into weird occult shit in the movie, so... Well, Grandpa, he gets out his copy of Mein Kampf, and he goes to that fucking picture she drew, and he's, and he's like, yeah, it's in my book, you drew it in my book. She's like, yeah, sorry. He's like, wait, look. He combines those fucking parallel lines, and he fucking creates a swastika on each boob. He creates a swastika, but also, like, the arcing thing, so, like, you can make the symbol of the the elf, right? That, oh, that also ho- from it? Yeah, that's what he does. And then it's Got like, oh, that was the original party symbol. It was the Elfenhauten symbol, not the swastika. Yeah, he essentially just connect the dots for this fucking, this lore <laughs> revelation. Like, literally. Yeah. Over a boob. Yeah. Like, you trace this line here. There, all is revealed. <laughs> Look, I made it up in my head. The, the interpretation is subjective. <laughs> the only way you can stop this elf is to take this elfin stone and destroy it. <laughs> Elfenstone takes a goddamn lumen and charge it with the sun power. Is the Elfenstone like the lesser Arkenstone? Like, is this- yeah, yeah, it, it, it could be. They, yeah, they found it down in fucking Gnome's home, uh, Norm's home world. I, I swear to God, I when I'm watching this movie, and he's talking about this stone. I'm thinking like maybe like a couple of pounds of fucking rock. Except when they close up, when they do a close up on this thing, this is like a literal shiv. It looks like a shard. It looks like the shard. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, we're dealing with shards again. Yeah. Except this one glows red. It's like a Sith shard or some shit. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's an evil one. It's a kyber, it's a kyber crystal. Yeah, it's a kyber crystal. 
So while while he's talking about this elfin stone, the elfin stone, uh, the Nazis come in and one of them's got a fucking camera on and they're it's like they're filming a goddamn birth. They look like ghost hunters. Like oh my god, Andy Circus comes in and he's like, look here's the here's the bride. She's gonna she's gonna fuck this elf and we're going to have the master race. Everything is going to be great. You sound like the aliens from Aquatine. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to make the elves. We're going to make the elephant houten. The best part though is Dan Haggerty. The second they come in with the recorder, he just fucking grabs trench coat by the throat and starts <laughs> choking goes, him out. He goes, he goes. What is that? A goddamn camera or something? Are you a goddamn Nazi? And he fucking like throws him in the ground, and, like punches him in the face. He's like, don't stop it. You don't understand. It's his signature move. It's like a Lufez press. It just like throws him to the ground. <laughs> And the fucking big guy comes in and hits Dan with a bat right in the back. My, I, this is my favorite sequence of acting in the whole film. This fucking <laughs> big, stiff, wooden asshole. Because um, at some point, he, like, a gun gets into fucking Haggerty's hands, right? Well, Grandpa, he pulls that gun out from earlier again. Yeah. And he shoots... <laughs> he's, like, he's like, all right, stops it. It's got to stop now. I'm going to kill you. And um, the big guy goes over to him, and Andy Serkis is like, kill him. And he, Grandpa shoots this guy twice, like, in the chest. That's right. He Yeah, he, like, but this guy's walking like a fucking 1920s, like, movie monster. He's like, his fucking arms around. <laughs> I thought he was possessed. I thought he was, like, a cult, like, possessed by some kind of magic or something, because he goes over to Grandpa, and right before he dies, he grabs him by the throat and throws him out of his wheelchair. <laughs> and then he's like, I die now, and then falls over. <laughs> yeah, and then Andy Circus goes over and grabs the fucking gun and shoots Grandpa in the head. Well, first he says, now that hell is full, what would happen to you? Awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, lest we forget... When there's no room, more room in hell, the elves will walk the earth. Well, then that guy runs out because Kirsten and Willie fucking went into the woods to with the Elden Stone or the uh, the Elven Stone, and uh, Haggerty's still kind of like going at it with the bigger guy. And the bigger guy, he either gets a gun or someone hands him a gun. But as he's dying, he shoots it, I guess. It's supposed to be Dan Haggerty's head, but he totally misses. He, like, fake dies. I don't even hear a gunshot. Like, first of all, he, he this guy dead salmon fish flops into the scene, like, from off camera, like, and wakes up suddenly, points a gun, shoots at him, and then falls over again. <laughs> yeah, he, like, fakes his, he, like, fake dies, like, three times. He, like, shoots Dan, and, like, Dan falls off, and you think he's dead. There's no blood or gunshot wound. He just falls off camera and then it cuts. No, he fucks off for like one more scene and then he's like, he's not in the movie anymore. No, because Kirsten and Willie are running through the woods like it's a Friday the 13th movie or like I said earlier, home sweet home. You can't see what the fuck's happening. No, it's this fucking scene lasts the last 20 minutes. It's just this. Well, you also do get a scene with Trenchcoat Guy in his fucking Jeep. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> this guy's just... I guess he's trying to figure out where they are. He's just going to the location where this elf came out of the ground, and he's just, like, fucking whipping this Jeep around corner after corner, and eventually, I guess he just takes one too hard and just flips the Jeep randomly for no reason. It's like part six with Court when he fucking flips the fucking <laughs> RV over. Well, the difference there is he had a knife in the side of his head. This is true, and he had Alice Cooper blazon, but, you know... <laughs> My this... kind of Frankenstein. <laughs> Teenage Frankenstein, Stein, Stein. So, he, so the fucking Andy Serkis gets out of this uh, truck, and he, like, walks... He just walks into the woods. He knows exactly where to go. 
I guess all the Germans know, um, they have like an instinct for this shit because they know exactly where to go in the woods. And Kirsten's there with, is it Willie or Billy? Who gives a shit? Uh, Billy is there. And he's like, you're beautiful. I don't want to hurt you. Listen to me. Stop moving. Eh, look, at you're beautiful. Eh, hold still. I love you. We all love you. I, I love you unconditionally. And then all of a sudden, boom, gunshot. This guy's dead. Oh, shit. Dan Haggerty's there, right? <laughs> nope. It's a fucking it's a elf fucking, with a gun. like a pistol. The elf has the Luger oh, and he's behind God. a fucking pine tree. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like it should be a company with like JR screaming his lungs off and like a face, like a, a, a fucking face turn crowd reaction. Like, <laughs> oh my God, the elf pulled out the Luger. Oh no. It's that scene from like 10 years ago when Booker T and Goldust were getting the shit beat out of them by the Un-Americans. <laughs> and then Kane and then the shows Kane. up. <laughs> yeah. I hate his Kane. He is the big <laughs> red machine. <laughs> the little pink machine fucking elf does a spinny rooney in the middle of the fucking woods <laughs> it's an elf rooney elf rooney <laughs> so he shoots this fucking german guy and he dies then this now this is the part of the movie that takes the re- this is the rest of the film right is kirsten sitting in the woods while her brother goes back to the house to get the stone oh right yeah cuz they don't have it yeah 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 and it's kind of like I was saying earlier. It's like with Brooke, like she doesn't just get up and run away. She just kind of lays there. She just sits there, and like the elf comes over and it's like caressing her and like trying to like put its hand up her skirt and stuff. And you know, Billy goes home to get the fucking stone, but then like it keeps cutting back between him running home and and her and the elf. And like, there's one point where it looks like the fucking elf is like fingering her or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? And she's just, like, having it. She's like, yep, sure. Go ahead, elf man. I'm not thrilled about this, but I'm not going to hit it with anything or try to run away. My brother my brother will be here any minute. I heard from Brooke. You just got to let it happen. <laughs> she, Oh, you know what it was? I think because he gives her a little gift first because she pushes this fucking thing down, and then it, like, stops trying to penetrate oh her for, like, two seconds God. and, like, picks up a bug and, like, hands it to her, like, tries to get her to eat it, and then he, it eats it? And I'm like, what is the point of I, this? I, I gotta say, the most sympathetic character in this movie is the fucking elf. Yeah, he's like, he's real nice. He's like, you hungry or what? Here's a little midnight snack. It's a beetle. It's fucking bizarre. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. It's bizarre, yeah. Someone describing this makes it even more bizarre when someone's just telling you about it. And if the movie didn't break me yet, this is the part where it totally destroyed me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because we have to go back to the house and billy grabs the okay i'm sorry all right billy so so we cut back to the house and fucking billy grabs the stone and he's he's looking for it and then dan haggerty fucking snaps back to life he's like here kid he's like here kid you gotta give the the stone to your sister be a good boy go now go quick she needs it to beat the elf go bye my ascension time is coming <laughs> yeah oh he's going right to he's going right up there with gunner and charnetsky dude well willie runs off and gunner gunner uh dan haggerty he kind of faints like he's dying and you just see like him slowly reach into his pocket pull out a cigarette light it and just start hitting <laughs> laying down oh i'm in so much pain and then he just fucks off he's gone from the movie after this so willie brings this fucking gemstone back and 
Is it Elphinstone? That's right. She's like, I know what I have to do. And then she slowly crawls over to the spot where she spilled her own blood. She she crawls over to the hole where the elf came out of and fucking just slam dunks this fucking Elphinstone into this hole. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. She yells, die, you little faggot. Yeah. What? Who wrote this shit? A horror movie writer in the 80s? No, but, like, Who's, she calls what? the elf a little faggot. Like, what are you talking about? It comes out of nowhere. You're like, whoa, calm down. I, I didn't, I had to rewind it. I think, I think Sean did, too, because I did not remember her saying that. I had to watch this, like, three or four times to make sure I wasn't mishearing. And I was like, did she, is, is that what she just called? Like, of all the things to call this thing. Not only is this movie anti-Semitic, but it's homophobic. Yeah. Look, this movie hates everyone, I think. <laughs> And and it enjoys the rape culture too. It's like, yep, bring it on, let's do it. Yeah, this, this movie's this movie's ugly. It, yeah, it's very mean spirited. It's it's oh, you know, we're gonna come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so she fucking she slam dunks this fucking stone into this hole, and then this thing starts to melt and like foam at the mouth and shit. And then all of a sudden, since we don't have the budget to show this thing die properly, we just apply a ghost motion filter or something for seven minutes. Oh my god. It's like a fucking, I don't know, like a, it's like a psychedelic trip, dude. It, Cause like, this is like when Nancy went into the upside down for the first time. There's like trails all over the place and stuff. Um, it, I, I feel like a lot of, uh, low budget horror movies use this in the nineties. I, I remember specifically this, um, horror movie called Grimm where, uh, they use this effect and it's just like disorient. I mean, it's effective, I guess. Uh, Draniac did it too, but they also had other stuff happening at the same time. Like they had the, like the puppetry and like the different monsters that were up there, but they also had the weird kind of like wow filter going on. Yeah. But Draniac had an amazing array of special effects for their finale. Yeah. They had a bunch of other shit going on. What a plumber. Oddly also featuring a heavy set beard guy. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. this is just, you're like, now I can't see anything now. Like for like four minutes, it's just trails of shit. Well, and it's a whole lot of Kirsten just crawling on the ground towards their brother like willie willie come here where are you willie i can't i can't see you i have a concussion apparently <laughs> so the fucking elf dies and then like it like fades out and then fades up and then we have this again we have this draniac ass ending where like they're sitting in the middle of these barren ass woods and she's holding her little brother and she's like uh it's just like snowing and she's like, oh, we finally got snow for Christmas or whatever she said. Or like, it's finally over or whatever. And then it like fades to black. And then there's like an elf embryo with a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. Sure. And it, so so you're telling me when he, when that little thing was fingering her, there was enough time for it to fuck her while the, while the brother was at the house? Or they just, they had that already created and they... they- they changed the fucking ending and they just wanted to use it anyway? I don't know, but like it totally, I, I mean, I think that's what they're implying here, that this thing fucked her while the brother was gone. Yeah, no, I think they are too. I'm just trying to put some kind of positive spin on this horrible piece of shit of a film. <laughs> there is no, um, no, there's nothing good coming out of this. And then cut to fucking, that's it. That's the credits roll over this fucking, over this fetus. The movie's like, alright, get fucked by and just, <laughs> just cuts yes, out. No, see ya. Oh man, um, what a ride! Yeah, yes, sleigh ride. Honestly, <laughs> so what present is this under our trees, fellas? I got it. Um, uh, this is me being handed a gift, opening it, and going, "Oh, this isn't mine." Um, and then handing it off to somebody else. <laughs> but it had your name on it. It's yeah. like you're just like, "No, nah, I don't want this." I, I opened something that very clearly wasn't for me. Um, 
yeah, I didn't enjoy this at all. None of the viewings I enjoyed, really. I laughed a couple times, but this movie's boring. This movie's mean. <laughs> this movie's not fun to look at. This movie drags its fucking feet about as slow as this fucking elf walks. Um, it's like everything that people love about a movie like Troll 2 is completely absent. Um, the monsters aren't really fun to look at because you never fucking see it. Everybody's an asshole. It's just not very fun to experience. <laughs> um, I kind of hated it, to be honest. <laughs> kind of drove me insane that's really it like I, i'm sick of this fucking movie and you watched it three <laughs> fucking times and back you, to back. you watch it three I, times yeah i don't think you never ever need to see this again do you i don't i never want to okay <laughs> um this is a secret santa gift <laughs> right okay um i feel like somebody would buy this for me knowing what i'd be into and i'm kind of here for it right so I, again, like I watch this every year uh, for Christmas. It's like part of it's part of my my holiday horror watching. Um, it's terrible. Don't even. I'm not even going to fucking kid you. This movie sucks. It's fucking straight up dog shit. But I love it, right? <laughs> um, uh, I love me some Dan Haggerty in this. The acting is straight up atrocious. The content is ludicrous um it's just stupid fun for me um it's like again this is like one of those train wreck movies that you can't look away from it's just this weird it's just this odd uh thing that exists and i always have to own shit like this right because i'm like this thing exists oh what is that movie oh it's a fucking movie with dan haggerty yeah you're the fucking keeper of the vault so yes I, I feel like it's my duty to have these films in, in in a collection, in my collection. But, like, um, I don't genuinely like this movie. Like, I'm not like, this is this is one of the greatest, uh, you know, creature holiday horror films ever made. Well, now that I'm saying that out loud, I think it is. Because I think there's some other films called, like, Elves or some other type of... Um, holiday horror film that deals with elves and i'm telling you right now this is the best one. Oh um, no and it's terrible yeah it's terrible but it's definitely the best one um i think i think there was like an elves movie from like 2017 or 16 that shit is worse than this um at least we get i mean the effects aren't great but at least we get a cool a, a better looking no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say cool but it's a better looking elf now look the animatronics suck in this film right like they're like unfinished but the elf itself is sculpted um it was casted and molded and 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 created um and for that i'll give it points because when you see the ones from the movies that the other movies that i'm talking about it's like cg trash <laughs> or like really or like really bad practical stuff so it makes this look like fucking citizen kane compared to that but um <laughs> Yeah, um, as far as holiday killer elf movies goes, this, I think, takes the fucking taco, but this movie totally sucks. It's, my, it's your Blair Witch 2? Um, no. <laughs> no, no. No. No, it's not my Blair Witch 2. Blair Witch 2 um, is equivalently just a very bad movie. 2 is like an ironic like for some people. It's not It's not even my troll 2, right? Um, This looks and feels because it is is like that early 90s or like not i wouldn't say mid 90s but like 
early yeah like 19 like 1990 to like 1994 ish feel it feels like um you know a director video trash you know like like a full well worse than full moon but again like i said in the beginning it's aip um and i'm here for that um i don't know i i, I like it but i know it's bad right and I don't feel like a lot of people will enjoy this film, but um, it's certainly a sight to see, and I think you should see it at least once, and definitely do it um, during Christmas, and fucking fucking pour that bourbon in that eggnog, baby, and get fucking kooky, and this is kind of a hoot, you know? Um, definitely not the best Christmas horror movie, not by a long shot, but, uh, but yeah, I'll take it. If this, is, this is, again, this is a gift from somebody who kind of knows what i'm into and buys it on a whim and uh they they lucked out because it's a piece of trash but i like it <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the opposite of what connor was talking about in prancer where he's just like totally utterly off the mark oh yeah 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 um okay so you know I, connor had said this movie was ugly a few minutes ago and that makes me want to say it's an ugly christmas sweater but that is unfortunately uh not bad enough for this film because you know if it, you know what if that didn't become a bit of a meme and and people started wearing them uh, ironically, I guess, then sure, ugly Christmas sweater. But I, this is something you open up and you just don't want. It is a, uh, I'll use a very specific example. Uh, you, you wake up Christmas morning, you open up that shiny wrapped gift, and it's a, uh, it's a carton of Marlboros, but you don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes. And you're like, what the, what? It, it, it's dripping a little, and you're not really sure why. And whoever bought it for you, your mom, your dad, your significant other, your brother, sister, whoever. Judd Nelson's dad. Yeah. Uh, Granny Van Dam, John Hurt, uh, <laughs> Daniel Baldwin himself, Grandpa Van, anyone really. It could be anybody. It's a shitty gift regardless. Uh, they tell you to open it up. Check it out. You pop that sucker open and it's filled with two-thirds uh, shit. Like literal feces. <laughs> oh, God. And you're and you're, you're you're just not fucking getting it. You're like, I just this this seems like a pretty fucked up gift to give someone. They're like, no, 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 stick your hand in there. <laughs> there's a there's a prize. <laughs> yeah, and there there's about a third of the box that is cigarettes. There there's actual cigarettes in there, but unfortunately yeah. they're covered in this diarrhea dump. <laughs> <laughs> and they're thinking you're just going to dig through it to smoke these ciggies. And guess what? I'm not fucking doing it. I'm throwing it in the trash. I'm wondering, why did you make me fucking open this? <laughs> F- fear's the mind killer, man. Okay. Because, <sighs> listen, there's a couple gags here and there in this film that were pretty funny. And I think Dan Haggerty, even though I, I'm almost positive he improved every line of dialogue he said, minus the stuff with the fucking rune. He, he, he kind of makes this movie worth seeing if, if for no other reason. And kind of like Joe said, if you're looking for some kind of really low-quality, bad horror movie just to put on for the holidays and you don't want to do one of the ones that everyone's kind of heard of, uh, sure, go for it. But for me, like, I don't smoke cigarettes, and I sure as fuck ain't going to dig through shit to smoke cigarettes. Um, that's this movie. It's It's just... It's bad. I don't like it. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I didn't like it the second time I saw it. I I, I found more things about it that I liked the second time around. Uh, you know, a year removed from the last time, but still, uh, wow. <laughs> the 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 rape jokes, the incest, uh, that final kill line from Kirsten, um. Just like kind of what Connor was talking about a little bit with Prancer. Uh, it's just, to me, this movie, like, 
I, I feel like a lot of Prancer, we were joking that it was mean-spirited. I mean, it is, but at the end of the day, it's still a kid's movie about this girl and her fucking reindeer. And, you know, this movie is just like one evil scenario after another. Like, the mother's bad, the grandpa's bad, the, nat- the Nazis are bad, her friends are fucking whacked out, jerk-offs. There's just, just like... Dan Haggerty might be the only likable character in this film, and it's purely based on the fact that it's Dan fucking Haggerty. (laughs) This movie's very bad, and I'm glad I don't ever have to watch it again. Until next year at the Christmas party. God damn it. (laughs) So that's it. That's Elves from 1989, directed by Jeffrey Mandel. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Daddy, what's Elves? Elves. <laughs>